0: Nerds International proudly presents
1: Coming at you live from Castle Dracula, it's me Nick Lamslice, me James Pumpkin, and me Harrison Hunt aka Rabula Conundrum.
0: And we are The Tabletop
1: Twats.
2: Twats.
1: Yes, we are. We're back.
2: We're back, baby. We're We're back.
1: back.
3: (laughs) And we're back harder than ever because this is an RPG show all about tabletop RPGs. And today we've got a show so packed to the brim That um, it might make you physically sick. It might actually be a health and safety risk. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because we've got, not only have we got the intro, we've got the feedback, we've got what you've been slaying, we've got the main subject, which this time is going to be Solomon Kane. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. We've got the song fight, where we battle our RPG-related songs, and we've got the game design guys, electro letters, and then our award-winning segment, the outro. Oh, yes. Couldn't do anything without an outro. No, because one time we tried to do the show without the outro and the government got involved. Yeah, we got a letter from (laughs) Thatcher herself. Um, (laughs) But let's get on with the show and go over to the feedback. The feedback side. The feedback side. The feedback side. The feedback side. The feedback section. The feedback section. So first feedback comes in from Dem Drunk Blokes, which is an awesome podcast, which I'd recommend you guys go and listen to. Mm-hmm. And this is the most damning with faint praise I've ever seen. I have never seen a, a, a more yeah a
1: more beautiful bit of feedback in it
3: my life. It just says
1: worth a listen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So
0: just, just <laughs> for that, guys. But I would
1: refer that they're not worth a listen. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Dem Drunk Blokes. Well, maybe
0: they were drunk when they sent it, right? So hopefully, thinking clearly.
1: I'd like to send a little personal yeah. message out to them as well. It's nice to see them back in full attack.
3: If if I would say anything about drunk Dem Drunk Blokes, it's worth a listen. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Good point. So go out, check Dem Drunk Blokes out. Dem who? Uh, Dem Drunk Blokes. Drum jump uh, jump dem It's some somebody's been drinking Um,
3: so next up we had a communique from uh, Jason Duncan on G Plus and this is regarding our um, DCC actual play The Foreign Beggars he said love the episode and love the series you guys are hilarious and I'm really digging how well the production with the sound effects work it is fantastic so, you know, I, I I do feel a bit awkward reading out praise. I really fucking hate it. I really do. But
1: uh, cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, because my, my wife definitely doesn't think I'm hilarious. That's probably the absolute opposite to what she thinks. I've,
3: I, I have actually played my wife bits of this
1: podcast, and she's just like, I don't get it. Yeah, I played one bit that I thought was hilarious, and I thought that was a really good joke, and she just looked at me like stone-faced, and I was like, okay, mm. okay, but wrong crowd. Anyway, <laughs> maybe we should have married Jason Duncan instead. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if you're not living too far away, then uh, we'd like to take your hand, Jason, in marriage. Maybe we could just hook up, mate, have a drink, see well, how it goes. Not, yeah, be all right, <laughs> let's, not, let's, not, let's not go crazy. Let's not jump the gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but thank you very much for the uh, lovely feedback. But
3: anyway, that's it for feedback this time. We're not that popular anymore, so um, <laughs> let's go on and uh, talk about what we've been playing in
1: What You've Been Slaying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oi! Oh, yeah. What you slaying? So first up, we've been playing a lot of Solomon Kane because we've been doing a long campaign in there, and uh, the main subject this week is going to be Solomon Kane. So um, we won't be talking about that now. Leave we'll that there, then. Yeah we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that on yep, the main but subject. But we've been
0: definitely been playing
3: it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I have been playing a bit of um, ICRPG. Now that sounds like a really cold RPG that's all icy but it mm. is not what that stands for <laughs> icy RPG the yeah. letters yeah. <laughs> what, is it
1: like a cheap knockoff of Winter Eternal um,
3: <laughs> no and it is not the sequel to fiery RPG either.
1: <laughs> oh, right, um, yeah. let's just clear that up for, for, for that straight yeah, away
3: it, what it stands for is index card RPG oh. and it revolves around the use of index cards and role playing and games right alright so so that's that's cleared up okay good Good.
0: I'm glad we I'm glad we got to that (laughs) wanna give us a bit more on that or no okay
3: no don't worry go Go check it out yourself
1: what do you think this is a learning podcast you (laughs) you wanna
3: fucking learn about shit go somewhere else go fuck yourself no um, (laughs) this, this this um is actually really awesome and uh I've been playing this with um, Gary DMing it. I've played a couple of sessions so far and uh, it's a D20 game that kind of revolves around everyone having their turn whether or not you're in combat. So the the way the game works you kind of go around having combat turns kind of even when you're not in combat. So let's say for example you guys are sat at the the bar in in the game then I would say okay uh, Nick what are you doing and you might say I'm just having a sip of my drink. Mm -hmm. Well, that's as relevant, um, you know, as... As any other person's turn Even Mm -hmm. if they're flying across the table Fucking punching somebody in the face So you need to be doing something Yeah, you're always doing something And everyone always gets their say And everyone's turn is always important Mm -hmm. And you're always in turn order And I think that's really awesome And then you have this um, Are you in
1: turn order throughout the game? Not just combat Oh, okay, right But
3: then the times also change So it might be that that each turn is is five seconds Mm -hmm. But then you might have a section where each turn is a month Or you might have each turn is a year um, but Is it randomly generated the, the uh, no, period de- of time, or it depends on what the DM wants to do at okay. that time? But then, in, in addition to that, you have a countdown timer, so something needs to happen in in say three turns or four turns or whatever, okay. and that's rolled on a d4. So um, it's I, I think it's a d4 anyway. I'm not like too okay with the rules yet because I've already played it. I haven't DM'd it. But Fair play. Um, that's really cool and then you, um, the, the thing it's a d20 game but the difficulty that you need to roll is always the same for a scene so um, it's set um, as the same thing for each scene so every scene is like let's say for example it's set at a 15 that means hmm. everything you do in that scene you have to roll above a 15 right, whether yeah. it's trying to convince the bloke whether it's trying to break the door it's always a 15 or it's just a
1: fart violently Exactly. Right, got you. Yeah, um, the the difficulty is always <laughs> going to be a 15. And, um, Interesting.
3: Yeah, I really, really like it. Um, it's a very simple rules-like game, but um, the way it works, uh, the way character levelling works, is all based around gear and random gear okay. and random cards that you get. And it Sounds
1: it, like it makes it, with the mechanic, it makes it quite exciting as well, because you're always, you know, it's not... Straight down the line, it's all different. You got different time. You got you got to be doing something at all times. You have got different amounts of time in which you do things. Oh, I like right,
3: totally. It gives and
0: everyone a, a turn, doesn't yeah. it? Because you've got the quiet people and the loud people. Yeah, and spotlight goes um, to everyone. It oh.
3: recently came out with the world's expansion, mm. where um, it, they bought out a big um book that detailed all the worlds. And Gary bought it for me, and I was reading through it, and it came out with um there's three worlds in it there's a fantasy one called Alfheim a uh, space one called Warp Shell, <laughs> and a another one called Ghost Mountain Ooh. and I think it's Western okay. I, I haven't read that part mm. but anyway it's it's really cool and uh, I would highly recommend anyone check it out because if you want a rules like really quick awesome D20 game then I would highly recommend you check out ICRPG because I've been having a lot of fun playing yeah, it sounds it, cool. I'm it, cool. it has, try has it. a lot of player freedom and I've mm. been playing a mage and I've got this um, heart um, that, that I have that I just pull out and scare people like well, real heart, yeah and there was a really 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 awesome bit Um, it's like a, it's like a demonic heart and there's a really awesome bit where um uh, we went into the city where magic is banned right. and um I basically levitated to float onto these buildings and just ran across them <laughs> and as soon as the guards noticed me they were like hey magic's banned in the city and I just got out the heart and they were like okay no never mind do you do <laughs> what you want to do Yeah, whatever it's okay <laughs> what is it Yeah, oh, I, would, I would highly recommend it um, lovely. I'll try that out second of all um, James and I last night played a new game called
0: Weave. Yes, the storytelling game. Not hairstyle.
3: No, no, no. We, we were weaving each other's hair,
1: then we played Weave. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Weave's in, nice. We thought we'd immerse ourselves deep into it. So, so we, we had to do all types of weaves. All oh, loads. Oh, yeah. Weave the wicker basket.
1: Anyway, <laughs> um,
3: this is by the Monocle Society and it is a game that uses... Sort of tarot cards. Sort of, yes. Yeah, to tell, um, to, to to make a storytelling game in the vein of things like um, fiasco and things like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So essentially, what you do is you download an app on your phone, and then you shuffle two types of cards. You have story cards and challenge cards, and then you. Um, to keep this brief you pull you pull a bunch of cards and this you uh, scan them in you scan them in and then that generates a character and it generates a story
0: yeah and, and then it also when you're obviously you set the game up GM starts first and then when the player does their bit on the app then uh, well, it yeah, will tra- get one get tablet <laughs> pretty much I'm joking Good, and then um, it, it all transfers over to the GM's app and then they can see all the about the, the player character. That's interesting. That's, you know, that's, no that's t- new technology. To be fair, like as it.
3: Nick said, if you don't have one, you can all play on one phone. Right. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, got, you can create a local character as well. But um, the cool thing about creating, um, if you have the app and you put one on your, uh, on your phone, mm. is that you can see the, all your characters that you've had before refer back to what they've done. You can refer back to the whole story saved on the phone as well. That's um, cool,
1: let's bring a new angle to RPG So
3: the first game that we played was a game called Zorte um, A playset called Zorte So it comes with four free ones So you've mm-hmm. got Zorte, which is a cyberpunk-ish type one um, You've got the Gloomies, which is basically the Goonies <laughs> um, You've got a Space one And then one called Clique, which is a uh, like a teen
1: one. Oh right, yeah
3: um, And James and I played, played Zorte Which is written by Sean Richer, who's a friend of ours And... Um, yeah, we got sent this for f- for free, basically, by the Monocle Society, so we want to say a big thanks to them. Thank, Thank you very much, um, yeah. But um, the, the cool thing about it was the Zorte one, We it took an hour to play an entire story, right? And the story that we played was James's character was implicated in a uh, in a murder that he actually did do. Yeah. But, he was, <laughs> but yeah. he was trying to clear his name. Even and though he did do it? Yeah the, yeah, the aim okay. the
0: aim of my of, of of my character was to clear my name,
3: and so he right. he um, he essentially uh, had to uh, enlist the help of this really really evil guy called the Red Stag, uh, who who could clear his name, but would give him a massive debt, essentially, um, for clearing his name. Okay, uh, and so yeah. James had a week to get get ten thousand credits and and uh, pay him off, or he would. Um, Essentially, break his legs and, and goof yeah, him right up. Right, out. yeah, and that yeah. was basically the story. Up. And then James uh, James decided to do an at- assassination on on a bunch of um, uh, book burning people. Get bounty from it. Yeah, get a bounty from it, and that was what it was. And it was a really really cool story. And then we played another one, a mm. clique one, which um, to be fair, I think works better when you have a group of people. But you played it too. It, was, oh, one, it was
0: one on one. And also, we played it in our in not our usual style as actual RPGs. I tried mm-hmm. to play it we tried to play it from the perspective of fresh new people who've never done RPGing before. Noops. So yeah. yeah, we just we just did it sort of like really sort of stone faced and just to see what the outcome would be if we just went for potentially the obvious thing or the what would uh, in quotations normal person yeah
3: we just tried right, to play yeah, it yeah. from a perspective as if we were just normal guys yeah, fair enough. and and i think that it works really well one of the things i absolutely loved was how how well the app works it's amazing i was just about to yeah. say james was, cards, was just
1: showing me and it it's lovely to look at Very yeah and pleasing the, cards, on the
0: eyes the cards um are are so well designed and they scan in so they so like well. rfid um, no QR, they're like QR codes now fast yeah. a scan. but they but they, they do the, the same thing lovely.
3: yeah and the, the art is like really specific so it scans in yeah. like really well, um, and you have dice as well. And I won't go into the specifics of how it works, mm. um, but it's really, really amazing, and um, the way the game works. It's so fast and so fluid. Um, and the, we, we ended up with a really cool story with the first one and as I said with the clique one, you mm-hmm. need
0: to play it with a group of people. Sure. Yeah. Um well, but it's, it's two between two and however many. But first players. impressions. Yeah,
3: I absolutely loved it. Yeah. The, we, the, we
0: got we, we did we did really enjoy it in the end.
3: But the biggest trouble that that we, we had with it was um that when I downloaded the app, see, the box comes with no instructions in it, okay? Yeah. So what I did was, um, because I knew that we were going to play it last night, I I decided what I was going to do is I'd open up the box and read the instructions, Mm. knowing that I had to play it, right? Uh, The box came with no instructions, so I thought, oh, the instructions will be on the app. Yeah. So I, I opened up the app, and all it says is, hey, to start your first game, scan the first story card. And I went, oh, cool, it's that easy. So I just closed the fucking app, and I went to James's. <laughs> and when we started it, I scanned in the first story card, and it gives you the first bit of story, okay. and then you scan in the first location card to say where it starts, and then you scan in the boss card to say what the enemy is. I was like, this is so fucking easy, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then yeah. we started the game, and we were like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> yeah. and, and we were like, um, and, and the thing is, the game, um, it it sort of pictures itself when you start as this, hey, jump in and play. Hey, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But play it, it's, it's, of not, it's yeah. not at all. There are instructions in the game. Right. But the way it kind of pictures itself when you start it up is uh, it's like a jump in and play. Hey, you can yeah. do whatever. Mm-hmm, fuck, mm-hmm. But you do need to read the instructions. Okay. And that was the only problem that we had with it. Why does the app start up and say, to start your first session, scan the first card, as opposed to... Hey, before you start playing, read make this. sure to read the learn section. Yeah, yeah. and, and when you're done. And then, and then you're ready, ready, to ready to go. Because yeah. I feel like, yeah, I think it's fairly obvious that before you play any game like this, you should read the instructions. Yeah, totally. But however, I think the game itself sort of when you start up, it doesn't really make that that obvious. Like it, it mm. kind of the way it. it I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe I'm being thick there, but
1: no, it could be. It's, it's, if, I it, don't know. If if, if, if Obviously, if you're gonna get the most out of the game by reading the instructions properly, then maybe it shouldn't say, you know, just plug it and play. Just be a little bit more like read this first.
3: I'm just go. saying that's that's the way. Um, it, 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 it seemed gripe. when you open yeah, it. Yeah, that, that was the only real gripe because literally ten minutes into us starting <clears> to play it, we just we just started reading it as we were going yeah. and we were we were loving it. it so so sense. fuck yeah. it, it doesn't Excellent. really matter. It's not a big criticism because no. it, I think it's a great great app and a great game. A, yeah, let to app give it a bash it and quick. a great game. Oh yeah, we're we'll definitely working. out we
1: have another game and we will do we full pod of it that's what I think yeah.
3: I, and yeah. I think that also um, uh, Zorte the setting the w- that was written by Sean Richard
0: because we know him mm. that was
1: like the first one that we gravitated
3: Of course, towards, and yeah, it's fucking cool yeah. really awesome. so thank
0: well, you very much everybody from yeah. Weave
1: and thank you very much Sean
0: and by the way Sean hit me up I've found a couple
1: of bugs in your app I'll tell you what they are we got a, we got a, we got a ladybird in there and I think there was a caterpillar fell out the bottom of it brilliant <laughs>
0: the basket
3: so next up we'll say a quick few things about wise guys um, we have been uh, playtesting something mm-hmm. that we don't know if we're allowed to speak about but we're going to do it anyway um, <laughs> so me and Nick um, have been playtesting a new gangster setting for um, Savage Worlds mm-hmm. so Nick
1: tell us a little bit about Do. Uh okay, so it's um well our, our particular uh game that we're playing, we're we're it's nineties, is it? Oh it's the eighties? Oh god. I think it's
3: nineties, but it's, isn't it? yeah. it's set in um,
1: Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. And uh we are basically members of the mob, different different levels of the mob. Uh, my personal character is uh basically a lady who's the the muscle for it, the uh an enforcer. So she's got a part-time part-time job with the mob and a part at a full-time job as a mum and a a uh Little League coach. She's fantastic. Um, we're part of this team. We've... Oh, my God. We've done all sorts already, haven't we? Yeah, and there's been
3: so much... There's been so much cool stuff. So, yeah. we're, we're, we're basically, like... We're not proper gangsters. No. But we know a proper gangster called... Tommy or, or Tommaso he's a made man yeah, yeah he's a made man and uh-huh. he knows a gangster called Looney John who's basically his boss uh-huh. and so we're all a bunch of fucking idiots that he knows <laughs> that he helps like, like, like that he gets to do jobs <laughs> yeah. and as a result yeah
2: <laughs> and so,
3: so like um, we've got I'm a Black Elvis impersonator we've yep. got a guy that's a boxer you're like a little league coach then we've got a guy that's like Good at um uh, like a like sort of a gambling
1: and a face guy. yep um, we got like a burlesque stage magician lady, haven't we?
3: Yeah, with a snake, with a snake, and, <laughs> and um yeah, and then we all we all do sort of like these these sort of odd jobs for mm-hmm. the mafia and stuff. And like there was one where we had to look after this guy's cousin wasn't it his cousin Sam, Sal yeah yeah. and um, it was it was Looney John's cousin Sal and all we had to do was just show him a good time around <laughs> Vegas and and I crashed the fucking van
1: and killed him yeah he's, what uh, yeah he's dead yeah he died and he died and turned into basically jam in the oh, back of the van man, it was yeah, awful it was, it was horrendous but it was so good we had to break the news to his mum we've had to um, we've no had to, you
3: know, it was Tommy Tommy that like the actual, the only actual proper gangster on the team Tommy had to break the news to his mum and it was it was at, at um, his sounds like coming home from prison party, and um, she she was like, "Ah, oh, Tommy's coming home! Ah, oh, let me put on the music." And yeah, she yeah. put on this
1: like really jo- jolly music, and it was like, and then he's like, "Tommy's not coming home," and he's like, "Sal's oh. not coming home." And and
3: and the thing about it is as well is that Ronald he does such a good gangster <laughs> yeah, voice. Yeah, it's so and, good. And he's
1: such a good role player. Yeah, That really when he is. was
3: doing it, she she was just like, "What do you mean he's not coming home?" And he's like, "Sal's not coming home." he's look look just you're gonna wanna take a seat and he's so he's good at role so playing that, that it was just like yeah, it brilliant. was so emotional but then yeah. and then Eric's coming back with just like ah oh, yeah you, you, you're pulling my leg don't worry and it was just like it was this like and then he was he like Ronald was doing it so seriously yeah. and then Eric was just fucking like really I and it, it was just like well I've been so lonely you don't yeah, have to
1: sleep with me and it was just it was fucking oh, then the other son turned uh, It was like you're not gonna sleep with my mum like, oh, but then no. him
3: meanwhile Meanwhile, the, the the cool thing about this was is that meanwhile, Sean's character, um Lucy, uh, Lucian, oh, he man, was at yeah. a racetrack having to look after um the mob boss's nephew. Yep. And he um he basically uh the, the, the nephew was like, I got ten grand, go bet it on a horse for me. And Lucian won uh won five hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Yep and then, yes. and then he, he basically puts it all in his pocket goes back to the nephew and goes uh, he, he's like hey I won, the, I, I,
1: won I, I doubled your money and just gives him 20 grand <laughs> <Yeah>. and, then, <laughs> and then the bloke gave him like a f- free grand tip to yeah, say he, thank he, you he, yeah
3: yeah <laughs> and then Sean's Sean's character like goes home um, puts the 580 grand with the extra three grand underneath uh, his collection of movies. Movies, yeah. And and then he comes back to the cafe where we're all hanging out and he's he's like, Hey guys, uh, I won um five hundred and eighty grand at the track. So under my and, and movies and at home. Immediately Gary's character's like, Hey, I need to go powder my nose And then my character's like um Uh guys I uh Bye, and then he runs out of the restaurant and yep. jumps into a cab. Sean's character jumps in the back of the cab with me. We're shooting each other in the back trying of the cab to get to the money. Uh, yeah, trying to get to the money. And um, immediately the cab driver jumps out, calls the police. I run to the front of the cab and start driving it. But Sean's character is still in the back of the cab. Oh my god! But he can't shoot me because of the bulletproof glass. Yep. So I drive all the way to the Sean's house with Sean in the back of the cab. So, so the thing is, is that Sean's character. We we know we're going to have a fight but the thing is we can't do it until we get there because of the bulletproof It's just crazy, yeah. So it's just a really awkward scene where, where we're just, I'm just like... And we, I didn't mean just, to do this, man. Yeah, I <laughs>
1: didn't mean to do this, man. And
3: we're, we're all on the way there. And as soon as we get there, we start start having we start, we point our guns at each other and then that's where the episode ends. Yeah. And it was like this really cool scene because yeah. as soon as 580 grand gets involved, it's like, well, we're criminals. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's oh, totally, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> and when, uh, when, when Lucian told the group, I was like, he's just told Tommy. Now, Tommy's in position because Tommy's the made man and he's expected to kick the money up. So does he report his friend or what? Yeah,
3: Yeah, he's supposed to give half of everything we earn to his boss. And as a result, like... Now all the people he's in charge of have started shooting each other in the back of a car, <laughs> and, and he's <laughs> got to tell his boss that we've all started fucking shooting. Each <laughs> and We've got a load of money we don't want to give him. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
3: So it's a, it's an extremely fun setting, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and this is yeah this should be coming out from Justin's imagination eventually, mm. um, and it's written by Eric Lamoury, and we, he's he's also the DM of the game, and yep. it is it's so much fun. Yeah, it's you guys so are for fun. a treat when well, it finally I'm, comes I'm out. I'm looking it's forward brilliant.
0: to it because um, I'm playing at Nifcon. Which is, which is today and tomorrow, our time of recording.
3: Which will have happened, because this podcast will be out after that event. But yeah, yeah th- this is literally happening right now, mm. as
0: we speak. Yep, ah! no, there's games running right now, so that's awesome.
3: Yeah, so um, you're going to be playtesting-wise, guys. So hopefully next time we have a podcast, you'll be able to talk about what you think of it as well. Yeah. yeah. Woohoo! Um, the very last thing we want to talk about, and what you've been saying, Nick. What is this uh, that I see in here? You've typed in, and this is probably a spelling error.
1: Rouge Comet Oh, rouge! Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Location rouge, setting. Rouge. Rouge comment. It's the uh, no, that's rogue comment. Comment. Rogue comment. Uh, we so so, next so right. Do, well, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to
3: just leave the podcast, Nick? Okay, so we r- do r- next up, um, um, what over? is this? What is this? Rogue Comet location setting cards modern
1: yes so this was the first ever kickstarter that i backed um long long time ago it took a while but they wanted to completely redesign it and it went for a few kind of um total redesigns and things like that and it's finally here and it's pretty wicked it's a full set of location cards just pass a few out have a little look and what we got is <clears throat> on the back we've got a little map of a building these are modern ones so obviously it's the modern set being you know modern buildings and stuff and then on the other side of the card, you've got, um, like, there, there's a little key with little areas. Mm. It gives you a little rundown of what each area could be. So on this one, it's a post office. And under A, it says, several rows of locked cubby holes uh, hold for mail nearby homes that have not uh, that don't have their own mailboxes. Stuff like that. And then underneath that, you've also got potential scenarios. So it is really just a handy little tool to populate a town. Yeah, so um, um,
3: in, in the one in my hand I've got at the moment is uh, slums and it's got like a really uh, it's got a small map on there which obviously you could put on like draw yourself onto a battle map but it's got like a really handy layout on there and then it's got each thing labelled uh, with, with a with a legend on there. Mm-hmm. Um, with A, warehouse, B, garage, C, liquor store, D, catwalk. And then the scenarios are someone has disappeared, two, contraband is being smuggled, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is, I guess with these, is let's say, for example, you were doing a um, post-apocalyptic game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you went to one of these areas and you didn't have anything planned for what's going on in that area. You could just go... Okay, you get there and you roll, say, uh, a D5, because this one's got five examples on there. Yep. And then you you get a three. You go, a bomb has been planted somewhere at the station because I've got the subway station in my hand currently. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a fucking good idea. It's nice I, like, I like it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um.
3: And I, the, the cards are very high quality as well. Yes, so they well are. So
1: well done, Rouge Comet. <laughs> Rogue Comet. Oh,
2: fucking hell that
1: word. Rogue Comet. Yes. Wow, there we go um, Yeah, I'm really pleased with them They uh, they also do item cards they, Well, they expanded the range So when they first started They had the um, sci-fi, modern and fantasy And I now believe that they've ex- expanded the range even more And I think there's like um, item cards and, and things like that So yeah, very nice little product Worth the wait um, As you can see, it was copyrighted from 2016 So I've been waiting for quite a while for these um, but... it re- Yeah, because it, you, you
3: got these for your Savage Worlds game Yeah Which would have been when we started this
1: podcast yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. And, I, and, and they delivered a couple of weeks ago. So, but there you go. It was worth the wait. Better uh, late than ever. But I think that was yeah, probably the longest, uh, bar Mutant Mechatron. But then even Mutant Mechatron, I backed quite a long time after these. So... It's yeah. still got a bit of catching up to
0: do. So it was worth the wait, but wow, what a wait! But
3: James, <laughs> you like this kind of thing, don't you? Because you yeah. you bought something similar with those dungeon cards, didn't you?
0: Yeah, those dungeon cards, which is just basically you can either. I uh, but I use them in in a piece together on the table to, to create a map. But they're, I think the 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 set that Nick has got and the set that I've got, they're really useful GM tools for. Uh, planning tools. Yeah. You yeah, absolutely. Work it out and then it gives you an idea and then you can base it around that. I mean, one keep of the your cards on your toes, keep your players on their toes exactly. as well because you don't even know you what's can coming in the deck. Let could, alone them. You could draw it behind the screen <laughs> yeah. and then decide to, to exactly. use it in that way. Yeah, it's, but it's one of sure the cards it. I just actually drew in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it had four floors. Oh wow. But it was uh, it had A, a to F, mm. but so some it was a massage parlor, so it had okay. different floors and that. I thought that was pretty cool. It's wicked. Go oh, check
1: it out range out there and I'm, well the Kickstarter's obviously finished now so I'm assuming they will be available to buy soon if not already so yeah go check it out Rogue Comet location cards Rouge Comet is, uh, Rouge Comet Rouge Comet <laughs> <laughs> well Rouge Comet is my stripper name so don't go and look that up <laughs> don't be taking that that's copyrighted y'all copyrighted oh, fucking Nick I Jesus are hey, you Come on crack Do you want to go back yeah. to sleep I, I think that coffee i drank it too quick I can't talk about it <laughs> he's shaking he's shaking <laughs> alright so um,
3: that is it for what we've been saying this week and uh, next up we're going to go on to the main subject main subject main subject M- <clears throat> sorry figure shifted his weight to his back foot and moved his thin, sturdy rapier to cover his chest. The stranger was clad in sombre black with a white shirt and a dark overcoat with a wide-brimmed hat. His deep blue eyes gleamed in the light from the shaft above, steely and resolved as he watched his prey. In front of him, the same light glittered off scales large as dinner plates, shades of yellow and green, putrid, unholy. A long-drawn-out hiss showed the creature's displeasure at the wounds it had recently received. Cain's rapier hand suddenly felt numb. He spared a glance at the wound in his leg caused by the fiend's barbed tail. "Spawn of Satan," Cain cursed, gritting his teeth, fighting against the venom in his blood-charged veins. "Get back into the pit from whence ye came." <laughs> so, today we are talking about Solomon Kane RPG, or also Look, known as the, the savage, savage World, world of, of Solomon, Solomon Kane. Kane.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: yes yeah, so first of all what is Solomon Kane? it's not just a Kane, no <laughs> Solomon <laughs> it's not just a Solomon man no um, but uh, Solomon Kane is a character created by Robert E Howard of Conan fame and we're gonna start off right away with a fun fact so Robert E Howard was uh, big friends big friends with HP Lovecraft and they liked to uh, share monsters Ooh, so some of the monsters awesome. in H.P. Lovecraft's novels were actually uh, thought up and uh, conceived by um, Robert E. Howard and vice versa. Very so, cool, I didn't know that. Fun fact yeah. right out the fucking gate for you there, lads. That. Nice. Um, anyway, the stories about Solomon Kane were first published in a pulp magazine called Weird Tales and are set during the 16th century and early 17th century. Anyway, the basic setup for his adventures are thus... He's a character with no real apparent goal other than stamping out evil in the world. And when we say evil, we mean beasts, bandits, pirates, ghosts, vampires, dragons. He doesn't discriminate, then. No, he doesn't.
2: No. <laughs> He's all-encompassing. He'll kill anything. Gotta destroy <laughs> anything.
3: Got a bit of evil in you? He's coming. He'll kill anything. I mean, in the, in the actual book itself there is a picture of him just killing some black people. Okay. I, I sent it to No the context group. then, no, we just... No, it's just, it's, it is literally just him just shooting them in the face. Okay, charming. So, that's the sort of guy we that's, that's, that's Solomon for you. That's him. That's he, him. He, he, you're gonna love him, or you're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is set during a significant portion of history because although the Protestant Church and the Church of England specifically had been around for some time, this is set when the Puritan movement of uh, of Protestants came about. The Puritans were a movement of Protestants who believed that the Church of England was only partially reformed from Catholicism and tried to do radical things like let everyday people read the Bible. What? I know.
2: (laughs) Well (laughs) out of order, mate.
3: (laughs) I mean that is just it makes me sick just to think about it but um, anyway why is this significant well because Solomon Cain himself is a Puritan and often refers to himself as such or at least in the books they refer to him as the Puritan Mm. And although there is some debate as to um, uh, how much of a religious agenda slips into Howard's work, it's worth noting that this RPG book specifically points all of this out, like in in the RPG book, not Howard's work. Mm -hmm. It gives a very, very detailed history on what's going on at the time and what their interpretation of of Robert E. Howard's work was. They maintain in, in the RPG book that he didn't have a religious agenda, although Robert E. Howard made a badass cool guy who draw wields pistols, <laughs> fights vampires, and specifically says, "I'm a Puritan." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got a little bit of an agenda.
1: Mate. No, it's just like you know, it could be it could be anything. Like you know, he doesn't take butter on his bread on his toast. I'm no, I'm a Puritan, just the bread. <laughs> no, you but, know?
3: no, but my point is like, <laughs> let's say for example, tomorrow I made like um, a a book about like um, you know a, a Catholic yeah. that goes around. <laughs>
1: Bashing know, like, people with crosses, yeah, and,
3: and slaying vampires, <laughs> and I was trying to make Catholics look really cool. I think but that's that not a bit of an agenda. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, and and like, I'm saying, no, no, I'm not trying to push an agenda here, guys. But you look know? at his hair, that hat. Yeah. I mean, come on, <laughs> he's really cool. But don't worry about <laughs> well, it. It's not part of pushing agenda. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, come on, guys!
3: Loads of Kane's adventures take him all over the world, and it's not just uh, in, in England during the 16th and early 17th century um, that's detailed in the book. It's also got information on all of Africa, Europe, the Orient, and a fair, and, and all of this is done in a fair amount of detail. <laughs> and what you'll basically be doing there is hunting evil monsters, beasts, vampires, werewolves, and that kind of thing, because. The people of the time are basically too skeptical or stupid to believe the truth that there are monsters out there. Yeah. Um which of course isn't the real truth people don't don't worry, you know, there aren't actually really vampires and there weren't back then. I'm just saying that that's the setting we're dealing with whatever mate. All right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> wake up sheeple. <laughs> Um, one reason for this is that the monsters and bad things are there but they're relatively rare and it's up to the players to keep it that way so essentially um, the players in this are kind of like um, the people that slay monsters and and like the the monsters
1: might become more plentiful if if you don't if you don't do your job good.
2: Exactly, it's <laughs> yeah. like mowing the lawn.
1: Yeah, exactly. you, you don't want it to get too long. Of us, then weeds, mate. When they start coming up, you yeah, know, next monsters... thing you know, werewolf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've all we've all seen it, you
3: know. You've got, you got you, you you let your grass grow too long, and and then there's a ghoul. Yeah, in exactly. your garden.
0: <laughs> I hate it when that happens.
3: Who <laughs> trying That's... to do him with your lawnmower? It's like, oh, look it down right, the other day. I am um, I, I uh, you saw the picture right I, I I said to I asked my wife to take the recycling out for once, <laughs> fucking I, there was a vampire in there. That's what happens when you let it pile up. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, where'd you come from, hanging out with our
1: tin of beans? Anyway, <laughs>
3: um, that's basically the setting that you're dealing with. So it's yeah. late 16th century, early 17th century, and um, there there are there are monsters and there are beasts out there, like, and and the players. Are, you can be any type of person that you want but essentially you're you're supposed to be monster hunters mm. and uh that's essentially it that's that's really the setting because it's our world except the one difference is is there are monsters it's, it's uh, the, the the term i use uh, or the term that it, that anyone would use is magical realism yeah because yeah. um it's it's real except there's one difference mm-hmm and that's essentially it. I mean, there, there are two differences, really, because there's also magic. Because you've got voodoo and sorcery. Goes hand in hand yeah. with monsters. Yeah, because it's kind of the same everything.
1: thing. Yeah. Um, but um, well, what do you guys think of the setting?
0: Love it. Yeah, and no, I think it's great. I'm like super enjoying the heck out of it. it
1: um, so we played a lot of Warhammer, yeah. and it... Uh, in it, um, obviously, in, in Savage Worlds, and I don't know, it, it, push, it pushes the same kind of buttons. I get that kind of vibe from it, which I love. Um, you know, the grim, dark kind of gothic. I don't know about you, H, but yeah, mm. I, I, I really get a kind of that kind of feel from it. I love it. Yeah,
3: because it is. Um, a lot of people talk about Solomon Kane for being the poster child for dark fantasy. Mm. Um, I, I think back then uh, it might have been. Um, Dark fantasy. I think nowadays, as I said, it's it's kind of magical realism. But if you read the books, um, mm-hmm. it does really push those those magic. Uh, it it does really push those kind of um, dark fantasy buttons. Yeah. And yeah, I'd agree with that. But I uh, I feel like for me, I I tend to f- get a lot of those um historical things as well because you are just playing in the real world. Yeah. yeah. When you go to these places I, I tend to just draw from what they were like at the time. So for example, when you guys um in the game went to Dover, um, instead of being like, Okay, I'm gonna play this like a fantasy game. You go into the fucking shop and then there's there's a dwarf behind the counter. <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to just actually look up um Dover in the seventeenth century yeah. and see what it was like, mm-hmm. you know? Or and, and and to go by that. So there's a lot of realism in there as well. And when you read the book, it doesn't go um, Okay, in this town, the woods by it are populated mainly by elves, <laughs> yeah. or, or they're, they're, you're going to find a lot of ghouls in this area, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, it tends to be, um, it tends to detail the world as in what it was
1: like at that time. That's good. I like that. Yeah, you get yeah. all history lessons as well. But then it, get, it enriches every area. So if you give it some local history and you mm. give it kind of how it was at the time, because we, I mean, we've only played what seven sessions and we've been to France, we've been to
0: Dover. We, you know, we're starting it's to scale across Europe, and yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. like. I like because um, I super enjoy uh, fantasy settings, right? And I like the mix of this. Like you're saying, the the realism in and everything that we're doing mm. are. A really odd mix of characters that we've got going on, but it makes sense. It makes sense that we're all these all these like weird type of people that are all sort of clumped together. Yeah, and I like the yeah exactly that the element of. Yes, it's fantasy, and we're going to be attacking these monsters, but it's not your typical one where you roam down the street and then it's just like, oh, yeah, and there's a ghoul there and a, a little dwarf. There's yeah, and the stuff.
3: monsters <laughs> are um, are rare as well, which I like. You you have to travel far and wide to find them. Um, but that brings me on to something which I wanted to talk about, because one of the problems I, I have with this is, is I feel many good settings... Um, feel as if they have a good reason for you to go adventuring built into them. Mm. Um you know it, it, for example uh, I mean this is probably a very juvenile example but 50 fathoms um uh, um this is a very easy example because um it's a pirate setting, right? Mm. And pirate settings are easy, man. You you know um, you want to do treasure you want to rape stuff you want the booty yeah. you know you want the booty in more mm-hmm. ways than one you know? <laughs> exactly that's that's a pirate setting yeah pirates um, you know what they're about the a is, but the thing is but that's an easy example okay yeah.
1: without having to discuss it too much well like um, superheroes you know what you're doing in superheroes you're you fighting crime
3: right exactly exactly hmm. and um, this one basically says there's, there's monsters about in remote places no one will basically ever know you're the ones who did it history will forget you most of the people you help will barely have the cash to reward you have fun
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but i like that so you're you're no,
3: you're, no, you're, you're
1: working a,
0: like
3: bo-
1: a bottom bottom wage job you know no one gives a crap it's almost like you're an intern yes and i like it too i like
3: it too but um the the thing the thing about it is is that is that when you read the solomon kane books even his motivations were kind of um uh very very odd and and Hard to grasp because he's a fucking he's a, he's a psycho. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, is that he he basically did it because good, good, yeah. good, good, so good I,
0: in it. I read in uh, in uh, the Savage World of Solomon Kane book. They they do a very brief sort of overview of the books mm-hmm. and sort of the background of Solomon Kane, like who is Solomon Kane. So I read through that bit, and yeah, he's fucking messed up. He's even in that it gives you a picture of exactly the kind of guy he is. He has no ties to anything. Right, and he—he's against everything, like even political stuff like that. He's the Casey Jones of the seventeenth century. <laughs> <laughs> he's just yeah, he has no ties to anything at all except. The, doing it for the, the sake of doing it the term good <laughs> yes and James
3: you're exactly right and that's that's the problem and that to me it's not the most interesting character ever but yet somehow Robbie Howard he makes yeah. it interesting via the things he does and the people he meets yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. and that, that's yeah. fine for, for a pulpy book mm-hmm. that that were essentially short stories that were published in a magazine yeah. right. but the difference is, is that when you're playing a long campaign I don't think that necessarily flies for Player characters. You need more motivation, right? And so, so the, this this is one of the problems with the setting is that you you have you end up having two problems. So you either have um player characters that have uh, will have unbelievable motivations because. Are you really gonna to travel to a different fucking country just to solve a problem with a werewolf that's that, that's it's happening? got nothing to do
1: if you want to yeah, so
3: because, because you're gonna be safe. It's like it's like you're you let us say for example you come from England and yeah. you are like, Oh, I've heard I've heard about this uh, werewolf problem over in Transylvania and you're like, So? Well, f- fuck it. I mean <laughs> yeah. who gives a shit? Let I me mean, get on with it, really, mate. Like, Wanna have like, a beer? Oh, <laughs> good. Like, it, even if you're even if you're uh, that good, you'll be like to be perfectly honest, mate, probably someone over there will sort yeah. it out. Because it, by the time I've got there, everyone will be dead. <laughs> yeah. and, and, Can you live with yourself? And, yeah. Or or you'll have to make the problems happen too often where you're sort of
1: making the setting not what it's supposed to be. Do you know what I mean? And you're and, pushing your characters into it whether they want to or not because it's like, oh, look, something's happened right outside your house. You have to get involved. Exactly. And, like,
3: what I and, want to? and that doesn't yeah. necessarily make sense within oh, the gotcha. setting. So. Yeah. I find it's easier to kind of solve the problem with the with the characters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, um, like I said, what we did is is I I, I stole a concept that I had uh, seen at a convention when I played this game. Um, so the characters for our campaign are resurrected from hell or purgatory, and we've mentioned this on a, on a previous podcast. But they're resurrected from hell or purgatory and for whatever reason that they went there so they can be good guys that have been forced to do something bad Mm -hmm. or they can be bad guys and they've been resurrected by God to do God's work um and
1: essentially um uh, we get a chance at redemption if they if they travel yeah. the world slaying the beasts. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and t- the funny thing is, I thought for me that was one of the, la- the the strongest draws to this game was the setup. And when I found out it was actually been um, hacked in, I was like, yeah, "Okay, that's not part <laughs> that's
3: not part of the actual yeah, setting." I didn't realize um, that was a hack. It's just that um, I felt like um, you really have to work to give your players motivation in
1: this. Otherwise, it worked perfectly for me. It's all I yeah. needed. I was like, P- "Fantastic!" Put it in the actual rule book because it's a great it's a great jumping off point I agree mate, I, I mean
3: because when you read through the um, the uh, the actual archetypes the book gives you it's like fuck off mate because you look at it and it's like wash a woman and you're like are you kidding <laughs> I'm going to wash the yeah. world
2: of evil <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah
3: because I, I find that Inquisitor lit- yeah <laughs> Inquisitor what's yeah, going on yeah. here, See, you kind of <laughs> I inquire about the beast. No, but the thing is, literally, I reckon every single backstory mm-hmm. that you're going to end up with is, I hunt beasts because they killed my ex. Y- yeah, yeah. Or, and, and it's my like, child was taken away. By beasts. My <laughs> wife was taken away by beasts. And then you get four characters that go, why are you here? And then uh, they all say at the same time, my wife was taken by beasts. And you're like, oh, cool. Okay, us <laughs> go slay it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but then what we, we ended up with is characters with such wildly different Backstories. Yes, yeah. it, it works a little bit. And that. the I icing mean, on
1: the cake for me was that when these guys, these characters were resurrected, they were all given a permanent scar of their means of death, which I thought was a lovely little touch. I really really like that.
3: Um, I, I I find that you uh, there's probably people that have done it and ended up with um, much more interesting backstories just using the vanilla um, setup. Mm-hmm. But um, and and it's not to say that I don't think you guys would have made um, interesting backstories, but I felt like this gave you absolute freedom. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. so I feel I think that that. Um,
1: and we got one of the most diverse adventuring parties I think we've ever had. Let's yeah. Be honest.
3: <laughs> so you know, it yeah. wo- it just works a little bit better yeah, to me. Absolutely. Um, but there you go. Anyway, um, yeah. If, if anyone's um, done it better and has a different solution for, um, please please let me know. Mm. Yeah, um, we're we'll interested to know. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, moving on to the system. Uh, this game uses Savage Worlds, which we have covered in a previous episode. But it's a very very decent open system that we are massive fans of. Yeah. However, one us is- over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we, we fucking love it. But there is uh, one interesting thing to note about this. This game comes with the entire rules for Savage Worlds in the same book. So it's... Hello. Exactly. Hello. Boner time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, rule Core rule boner time. <laughs> exactly. Core rules, more like
2: more cha rules <laughs> 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 um, is it getting
3: hot in here or what <laughs> yeah I mean Jesus I'm just going to have to somebody somebody open a window <laughs> but um, yeah this um, this book is is gigantic and because it comes with the entire rules so it's a whole RPG not just the setting yeah. so if you can pick this up then I would highly recommend it but oh, you're in for a treat the mm. only trouble is some of the rules are the old version um, for example the shaken rules um, are the old shaken rules but But you can download the errata for this from the Pinnacle website and just update it to the new ones. Exactly. Um, So, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is how the um, system uh, for Savage Worlds complements the setting. Because this is essentially a horror game, uh, sort of, I would say, an action horror game. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, action, yeah, definitely action. Obviously, pulp pulp fantasy
3: Pulpy? pulp fantasy action horror
0: yeah of
2: <laughs> course and it's it's
0: yeah it's it's awesome i really really enjoy it and i think it's it's great because the savage world system the slogan of savage worlds is fast furious fun right and that is exactly what it is and it, that's why it complements it so well because in the solomon kane obviously as we just explained like the like what you'll be doing with the monsters and all that it needs to be fast, furious and fun, it needs to be furious, it needs to be fun, and all that, and the savage world system because it is that, it complements it perfectly,
3: yeah, totally, and I mean and one of the things is that um the the fucking the shitty Solomon kane movie, um, oh God, yeah, it's bad, oh God, it's bad, no, but the thing about it is <laughs> the, the but one thing that that tried to do, yeah. was emulate I don't know if it came up first or whatever, but anyway, one of the things it was trying to be like was um, that, that shitty Van Helsing movie, right? <laughs> uh, no, but say what you will about that is that sometimes you can see a concept for a shitty movie like that and go, okay, that's a shitty movie. But a great but, idea. But great idea yeah. for an RPG because yeah. slaying beasts like that and doing it in that action way when it's not the horror moments mm-hmm. would be fun to play. Yes. as shitty as a movie it was sometimes when you're doing those cool moves and the thing about savage worlds is it has this exploding dice mechanic yeah. and for example if you whenever you're rolling a um, a trait or anything like this or rolling damage if you if you get the highest number on any dice you roll it again and, and add it and together, and and add it together, and that can keep happening. So this means you can roll phenomenal amounts of damage mm-hmm. and get lucky. Like Ryan, I think you rolled a
1: forty-five.
3: Exactly. So <laughs> so let's say for example you're fighting a fucking werewolf, and you 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 you've just got a staff, and this I've seen happen with Pete's character, who he likes playing mages. Mm-hmm. So he plays a mage, and he wrote just rolls up to a fucking dude with a with a staff, hits him with a staff, and manages to do a phenomenal amount of damage. And suddenly you have these cool moments where okay, we've ended up rolling the damage. Pete rolls 40 fucking damage using just a, basically a stick and then and then we so so me as the DM I have to describe what's happened because how has he killed a dude with a fucking stick yep. and I go okay what you do is you go up to him you smash him right in the fucking chin you see this guy's head fucking explode as you smack him so hard with strength you didn't even realise you had and you see his head explode like an upset tub of jelly and then suddenly you get these fucking amazing action moments but then everyone um, around you has to roll guts because suddenly oh. you've got a horror moment yeah, as yeah. well and that, that feeds into the whole thing
0: like I do enjoy the guts mechanic yeah and, and, and a fear table it's yeah. you never know what's coming it's awesome yeah and
3: <laughs> what I like about the fear table is that guts is easy to um, because you only need to roll a four or you're doing guts minus two depending on how bad it is mm. you only need to roll a four it's actually it's easy to um, avoid being scared by things. But when you do, you can potentially roll a 20, have a heart attack and die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and that's what I like about it. But um, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was the magic system as well. See, magic in, in Savage Worlds, typically the way it works is that you can just roll your spell cast into a spell. But in this, you need to prepare spells ahead of time or you can snap cast them at, at gigantic minuses. I like that. But Pete yep. never ever propels, prepares yeah. his spells ahead. He just... He always snapcasts. He ain't played
1: enough Pathfinder, that's why.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And um, every single time... I I think he's only ever... Um, had to roll on the backlash once. He's so incredibly lucky. Yeah, that yep. it fucking annoys me. I think the, he's got a weighted dice.
2: Yeah, the <laughs> one time,
3: the one time he rolled on the backlash table, uh, uh, the only bad thing that happened. Like you can, you can um, hurt yourself. You can get like fucking uh, like open up a black hole, all of this kind of stuff. But at <laughs> yeah. one time, he just lost his powers for a week. Oh yeah, yeah that was it. And was he was just like, like, oh, oh well, fuck We've it. Go i a walk." yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. But no, you have got the magical backlash. You have to prepare spells ahead of time. Um, one of the cool things is now he's playing a voodoo shaman um <laughs> you have to have a thing called a fetish and it's not what it sounds like but um it's basically it can be anything from a doll to a bone or something like this like a
1: little kind of artifact uh, yeah
3: and and he's got a um he's got a staff that's made from cuz you like mm. this
0: is pretty fucked up setting. The, the top of it is, is it's the
3: pelvis of his dead son oh, and it's wow. like fucked up but it's it's so good because it's a dark setting
0: yep. and every time he
3: casts a spell the ghost of his son comes out the top of and it and screeches, screeches
2: like, yeah. <laughs> and the funny
3: thing is is that he fired a slumber spell into basically a big melee mm-hmm. where you guys were all fight, <laughs> fighting a werewolf, right? Yeah, and then um, and then this uh, he fired a slumber spell into it, and your
0: threw, character through through a player.
3: Yeah, and he's so stupid because Peter was firing it through through a bunch of players. D- and didn't realize what he was doing then he even bennied that because which basically means he gets the re-roll so he failed re-rolled didn't realize what he was doing and and i was like okay and well. then he exploded then he exploded so he casted he casted it ma- meaning that he's casted it extra well yeah. on your player Nick oh, and boy. as as the fucking, um child came out the top of it yeah. your character looks round sees this child coming out and goes and goes the child and then the, <laughs> the spell hits him in the face yeah. balthazar goes
0: down play. He's asleep for 2 hours. Didn't we um the first time we saw Pete cast his uh, cast his spell, we had to roll guts because it was a horrific sight seeing his <laughs> son child. his son come out of his staff.
3: Yeah, yeah, you did. And um Great. but that's that's it. I lo- I love the way that that magic works. It's it's so fucking brilliant. Yep. And um yeah, and uh, as we said, the quickness of combat, and um, one of the things, this, this is, um, to be fair, an innovation that I put in there, is that every time you guys um, uh, kill one of the beasts um, that you've gone to slay, mm-hmm. you get its power. And I've represented this as an advance, which is essentially a, a level up mm-hmm. and
0: um yeah, you basically get get to get to nick its power, and I think that is i think it's i think all right that is an awesome mechanic because instead of um dealing with x p and and points and trying to figure out anything which we've never really done to be honest ever. Because um, it's uh, annoying and tiresome and boring. To be fair, it is easy in Savage Worlds, but this is yeah. an even easier way of doing it. But yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just it's just guaranteed. We know factually, right? Kill that. We're gonna get, you know, we're gonna level up. Yeah. So it's just like we're always motivated to do that because we're, we're. Well, that's get- the
1: motivation, is it? What I really like about it as well is is that um, m- money isn't uh, a, a what what we're doing is righteous and good. So there's no, we're not getting paid for it. So the whole getting funds together to continue <laughs> is just a constant issue, but in a great way. So it's like we need to um, we need to uh raise nine pounds to get to France. The other so day. this is
0: basically just if it had a few notes in it, it's like nine grand or yeah, more. Yeah, Exactly. In, and in, in
1: and we don't get paid to for doing the right the Lord's work, if you like. And um, well,
3: no, the, the realistic fact is that, that this would have been uh, I'll let you carry on with the story in a sec, but this would have been the equivalent of
1: raising nine hundred pounds. Exactly. So we've always got this extra kind of um barrier to overcome each time just by getting some money together so like you know we might go out and get some uh i mean we had to sell we had to sell james's character's yeah. pistol you know, when i wasn't there sorry mate um we did try and get it back but you know it's just that extra thing so not so you've got your you know you've got your mission you've got we're on this crusade we're doing the lord's work we're righteous all this kind of stuff but then, no we got no wealthy benefactor so we have to get Money together at the same, and you've always got this kind of lingering over the back of you, and I really, I really enjoy that. That's what yeah, it, I think it's, it's a really like, interesting kind of mechanic.
3: It is very, it is very fun, and mm-hmm. and like I said, the, the, it is hard not having somebody paying you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could work that into a campaign. It could be somebody's
1: hired you to, to, to do. It, oh yeah, I mean, we've been paid for like little jobs packs. along the way, but there's no sure way of making money. No, no, <clears throat> um, and that that is that is quite fun, but mm.
3: um. Yeah, I mean, for personally, I think the the actual system works fucking great for this. Yeah, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's perfect in mm-hmm. my opinion. Next up, uh, yeah, we the adventure cards. We've been using those a lot. I mean, Mate, I love the adventure cards. Hey. I had I had a bit of trepidation about about using these, but let me just get them out real quick. So, um, essentially, um, for those those unfamiliar with Savage Worlds, um, I will just read a couple of these out. So, essentially, um, you get one of these per rank. Um, so a rank is every five levels, essentially, um, and uh, th- this means that you get one of these per rank, and you but you only get to play one per session unless a card specifically says you can use two. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, um, I'll read this one in a second because this is our favourite, but um, <laughs> okay, so for example, <laughs> you, you have um, play when your hero is hit by an attack and then uh, if there is an adjacent character, they suffer the attack. Yeah, things like the this. Cool <laughs> thing about adventure cards is you
0: can you can use them at any point.
3: Yeah, so so for example, you you have something like uh, there's one that allows you to discover a magic item. Yeah, yeah. So it can, it can be it w- may not even be your turn. It may be the DM is midway through saying something. Uh, the GM might be like and now into the room flies a giant drag and then you just interrupt and go hang on a minute I discover a magic item <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that's fine and yeah. like that that I quite like because then the story changes keeps GM on it's his got, toes
0: exactly and they've got loads of different things there's oh. one that's like um, when you if you roll and get a successful attack you can play the card instantly and then all the uh, all the mooks in the scene um, they uh, for whatever reason they, they leave
3: yeah, so so like, and I've seen this done in in like extra pulpy games. It's not mm. that they leave; they die. Um, but no, I've seen it done in extra pulpy games where somebody will fire one bullet, and then it bounces around the room, kills someone. <laughs> <all laughs> like, if cliche, you're doing yeah. a more serious yeah. game, you might come up with like a. Um, a more interesting way for it to happen. earthquake anything. But um, the thing is, th- they are a little bit meta. But what they create is interesting stories. And, yeah, and I like that about them. And I like
1: um, what, I like the bond that it brings as well. Because when everyone gets to, like the adventure card, you can swap your cards. It's absolutely fine. Everyone can just, like checks out what cards everyone's got, and then you kind of have a little bit of a uh, I don't know. It's like it's like player tactics in a way, but it does kind of push that as well. But our I'm absolute like. favourite one is contact. <laughs> <laughs> yes! So So um,
3: your hero sees an old friend or acquaintance who might help him <laughs> in his current <laughs> adventure somehow. So what you're supposed to do with these, really, is any ones that have been played already throughout the um, session you uh, throughout the sort of like um, campaign you're mm. supposed to take them out card, yeah. but I keep put I keep putting this one back in because <laughs> it's, it's funny because so what happened was is that Sean um Sean's character he specifically said about his backstory his character Nobby is an executioner and he specifically said about his backstory he's never left England right yet he got this card and then he goes <laughs> they they went over to France yeah. and he goes and as he got there he they're, they're investigating this play right and he goes um, yeah okay I play contact and I'm like but he's never left England so okay cool so he plays the card and I go um, right you see your old mate from England Paul Robson and he's fuck standing hell. there smoking a fag and he's like fucking <laughs> hell mate small world isn't it you, you're in this weird rural village in France and so am I fuck I am on a show yeah, hell. And he's, he's like oh my, and I'm working on this fucking play in France what the fuck <laughs> hell mate small world and it was like this really weird moment and it just it was like a really weird comedy moment Anyway, then later on, <laughs> I shuffled the fucking deck like like crazy. Later on, they're back in England in Dover, and he he gets that card again. And Sean's like, he plays it, and he goes, "Can Paul Robson be here, please?" And they're trying they're trying to like speak to this guy in a bar, and suddenly Paul Robson's there again, and he's like, "Oh fuck it, you're back at what? I I can't believe I've seen you here, mate. <laughs> no, I, I, are you following me? For, I got hey, out of that acting shit. I'm back on the docks, mate. Yeah, I'm working on the docks. I've got to make some money. It. Come it, on, it, mate. It, it turns out those people in that play they were vampires. I couldn't deal with it. <laughs>
2: and, and, and it's like it
1: was so so funny, and and he's like, come on, mate. Three times he popped up. Yeah, three
3: times. Three times. times
0: yeah, because up. again, the next session, recurring NPC. The next session, I shuffled it. the
3: fucking deck. I shuffled it like crazy. Next session, they get it again. The fucking boat they're on is sinking, and Sean plays contact. Suddenly, <laughs> yeah. swinging onto the boat comes Paul Robson. He's like, <laughs> he, he's like, fuck it. Oh, what's going on, fire, it? mate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. But the sad fact is, is that during that session Pete's character died so that was when Sean played the contact card and um, Pete's character died during the boat sinking he drowned and Sean played the contact card and um, yeah then Pete um, for the rest of the session played Paul Robson but yeah. he accidentally drank some poison because he, <laughs> like, he was like he was fucking hell Alex Tasty
1: drank it and died so there we go poor old Paul Robson yeah. R.I.P. Right, Paul Robson but thank you for <laughs> anyway. everything you've done that's my favourite it's
3: not much to do with Solomon Kane itself but I would uh, the, the only thing I will say is if you've got a set of adventure cards use, um, them, um, use, them, use them because yeah. uh, Solomon Kane, although it's a horror adventure game um,
0: it's as I say it's an adventure game so mm-hmm. use it yeah. because um it it just, it creates that extra dynamic to spice it up. Even if you don't need it spicing up, it just it's just that extra little thing just to make or it a lifeline. different.
1: What, yeah, one of the cards is um you can pinch a benny off anyone including the GM. So there might be a point when you're in this huge battle and the GM's like, Got you guys, I've got a Benny here, and then you're like, No, you ain't I'll take it off you.
3: And the heart of Solomon Kane, yeah. despite it having horror elements, it's adventures. Yes. And yep. so adventure cards. Yep. Remember that. Use so them. Anyway, um let's talk about the book itself. So um yeah, it's massive it, thick. It, it, it's gigantic. And as, nice. I, as I mentioned, it's basically the entire Savage Worlds rule set with um, region-slash-time-specific weapons and gear, as well as some new edges, uh, hindrances and spells, and it's also got little tidbits of information scattered here and there, such as information on tribes and things like this. Mm. Um, the only thing I will say is it's a bit lacking in information about the world in the players section, but... It gives a some summary, as James mentioned, of Solomon Kane's adventures, and in there you get a good idea as to what yeah. you'll be doing and a general state of things. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I-, I reckon like uh, it would be yeah, a good idea to just get your players to to read that, um, unless they know about it, because it's it really really does just. Helps you understand completely. I, I
3: agree. I agree
1: with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it'll be funny, like H said. Like you know, the, the internet is full of history, and if you need a little bit more, uh, a little bit more information on your setting, just just Google <laughs> 17th century Germany.
3: Well, this is the thing, um Ryan, uh, when he was You're googling wherever. his character, he's he's playing a character from, I believe, Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, but he's it's the 13th century. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. But all yeah. he did was just update it and yeah. do do a little bit of research and like like you say, just yeah, just Google because you Google witch hunters from mm-hmm. around that time mm-hmm. and just and just did that. And like you say, because it's a historical setting, it's louder. doubt. Yeah, you can just Google that, uh, the the area you want to come from and that that time. So mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily matter that it's a bit lacking. It's just, I suppose, if your players can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, the only thing is, is that when you look at the GM section, how much um, information it has in there. I don't necessarily think all of that needed to be in the GM right. section because mm-hmm. it's got like uh, information on the state of affairs on uh, of like this area, that area, that area. I know that a lot of that stuff is often locked off because your characters uh, wouldn't necessarily know it mm-hmm. you know but in this case they might because it's just the real world yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah of course um, I, I don't know but maybe I don't know anyway the point is is that the GM section is fucking amazing because not only does it um, include information on each part of the world it includes um, either an adventure or a couple of adventures for each part of the world oh nice so you've got like uh, it's, it's, it's quite general so it will be like the UK is mm. an adventure in the UK, UK. <laughs> then Africa <laughs> even like uh, one adventure for Africa but it's there the, the black guys get an adventure <laughs> yeah. the yellow guys get an adventure so, so it's like maybe a little bit racist right. but it doesn't really matter I mean it's, it's it's pretty good because you get like an adventure in the Orient you get an adventure yeah. in Africa you get an adventure in Europe and they've um, taken
1: the time to put that in there yeah and you know, to be
3: it's, fair it's, it's, it's quite detailed because it does give different regions of these places as cool. well but you get like an adventure you know like mm-hmm. instead of just giving you a plot point campaign you get loads of little different adventures yeah I like that yeah. um, and instead the plot point campaign is separated into a separate book which I like because okay. the plot point campaign sucks and all these little adventures are actually really Pretty good. good yeah, yeah so you. it's actually really good um, yeah I think I think they've done a really really good job there and uh, I, I actually think it's, it's amazing and mm. There's a lot of, um, unique items sprinkled about in there, which inspired me to put my own ones in, in the, in the adventure, um, because the unique items are fucking awesome, and that's why the other day you guys found some pretty cool ones. Yeah. Yeah, man. Of all the Savage Worlds books, uh, probably the nicest one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean,
3: it's, it's hardcover, premium, it's, premium it's heavy gigantic, weight, it's the massive. artwork is spectacular, yeah. um, so yeah, uh, I can't, I can't fault it, because every adventure in there has its own maps as well, and, uh, yeah, it's got really nice layout. Is the uh, uh, is there continuity in the rigi- art in this one? Yeah, yeah, the continuity because I think <laughs> it's all original artwork for right, it. And look at okay. that fucking weird thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, all the all the artwork is is I believe original for this book. And nice. then you've got um, yeah, it's all it's all spectacular, um, beautiful artwork. Uh, every single page is color. So um, I I genuinely can't fault it. Nice, no, it's, it's a fantastic product. The nicest one. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, you've got the um, additional books. So I've got the Savage Foes of Solomon Kane. And that is um, quite literally just 12 monsters. Twelve monsters. Wow. You, um, but um, or each one has its own unique adventure. So oh and, wow, so you've got, got them in awesome. there and them in there. Yeah. So so you've got 12, uh, 12 adventures, all ser- um, circling around one monster. So the Grisson mani- uh, Mansion one that you played the other day. Yeah. Um, it basically you all it is is um, one monster, and that is essentially a ghost. Yeah. So so you have to go to this mansion. Uh, you figure out that uh, these these two uh, fucked up people have taken over the mansion. That this ghost is unhappy about it,
1: and uh, you have to kill these people so, so the mileage in this setting is unreal it's fantastic
3: yeah. um, so <laughs> it's, it's played this for years yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Great. yeah. it's really yeah. done and a cracking job of it in mm. this, and then in the main book itself you've got an entire beast area of just uh, regular monsters on too, top so. of the 12 in the other book yeah, wow yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, I, I, I can't say, say fair on that man. no it's, it's a very 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 good product um, so uh, the last thing is obviously we should talk about our experience with it I mean we've pretty much we've covered uh, quite
0: a lot as well but is there anything else we want to like sort of say because we've obviously we're, we're all saying our own opinion of it our experience of it's great obviously we love the bloody game and the system yeah and we're we're really enjoying it actually even before we started playing it I think Harrison you w- wanted to play it for like six months mm.
3: like pretty much I mean that might be why Bubblegum Crisis was shit but I mean the, the, nah. the, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean the, the system the, made it shit yeah the the realistic fact is, is that I, I was looking forward to this for a very very mm. long time yeah and um. The weird thing is is that just... You know when you're, you're excited about something and then your excitement wanes a little bit because it's taken such a long yeah, time to yeah. play it? Um, That got right back up there when I started
1: playing it. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking cool. Like, oh, man, it was so cool. I mean, for me, I mean, it was like... Um, when when you gave us the primer of everything and, and and the game and stuff, we knew what was going on. We, I was thinking to myself, right, I don't know how much room for comedy there's going to be in this game purely because of the kind of setting it is. But I'll tell you what, some of the darkest funniest moments i think we've ever had yeah
3: well no and we did start off saying no comedy characters I'm, yeah i'm glad that we did that and, and we, we, we did we and we take it seriously as in we don't necessarily have characters that make jokes and we don't do funny shit for the sake of funny shit but mm-hmm. then if sh- funny shit happens in the game Why then not? we can laugh yeah out of game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, definitely and, like that's how mm. you should play it because i i think that a lot of um Genuinely funny shit has happened, but then yeah. a lot of genuinely horrific and, and horrible yeah.
1: horrible stuffs also happened.
0: If you like, play like role, role play centric, then it, it's going to make for a good game. because yeah, if you're going to be like meta mm. or op or all this stuff, then it's just going to be naff.
1: Yeah, if you're going to in it, then there's no point.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely.
1: For, <laughs> for me, for me personally, I really en- I'm really enjoying this campaign because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but for me, Balvazar is one of the it's oh, yeah. a very different character to any other character I've played.
0: And the thing is, you uh, you you and him. His character, right, is he's ace. He's so good. Oh, he cracks me up. You enjoy him so Being much. Being so brutal, though,
1: because I've always played characters that have a bit of a heart. And are quite caring because I don't know, maybe it's a projection of myself and I'm quite sensitive. This, but yeah, not your, this guy. <laughs> your
3: character actually he, he does resemble Solomon Kane in a couple of ways because he's he's all about um he's all about the stomping out of evil. Yeah. yeah and right what I like about him is, is that when um when you you had to rescue a girl from a troop of vampires that that were trying to basically kidnap her and use her as a meat like a blood sack yeah. when, when you when you took her back to the mum... You were just like, we've acquired the child, there was no, <laughs> there was no romanticness no. about it. Yeah, that's, like, that's what I love about him. But then we've also got Nobby on the team, who's who's an executioner, and like with he, a big he, heart. Yeah, and he used to be in <laughs> it for the cash, and nowadays he's like trying to redeem himself. Yeah, Do you know what I me mean. Him like, never like, see eye after to he died. Eye, which is brilliant. Yeah, and then and then you've got Roy. Like, I mean, one of the funny things about Roy, like our experience with it the other day, I, I want to tell this story because. It was like we said about trying to earn cash when when you guys were trying to get to France. <laughs> but one of my most fa- one of my most favourite moments, and this this goes into the system a little bit because you guys were trying to earn cash, and Roy was trying to nick money from a till, and we played it as a, as a dramatic task yeah. because the the um, the uh, cash registers back then they were they were built big. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you were in a pub in Dover, and you were trying to smash this fucking till open, or you were trying to lock pick it, or whatever. But anyway, with a dramatic task in Savage Worlds, you need five successes to do it. So yeah. I think anyone, yeah. even if you don't play Savage Worlds, you can understand what that
0: means. Mm-hmm.
3: Five successes. James was fucking you were acing it man killing it yeah, oh, he mate. was he was killing it yeah. i was
0: he i was, was like i was high on excitement i was going mental at the table I and his character right.
3: roy he was he was acing it i think mm-hmm. you had five successes mm-hmm. by yeah. the second round yep. <laughs> and and you were <laughs> so fucking good. acing it right mm-hmm. the woman he, he was behind the counter so he was elbowing this fucking thing he was tapping on the keys he was fucking dunting it with his <laughs> with his head all of this shit cash register opens he pockets the cash and james james uh, was making all sorts of noises out of character yeah. and then he said my character goes <gasps> like that right and so that means we have a rule at our table if you said it you done it. it and so despite the fact that he'd done such an amazing job of getting this cash suddenly win. his character blurts out in excitement <laughs> yeah. for getting the cash <laughs> suddenly the bar woman who by the way right, uh, all do, right you, all no it. no wait wait we'll get to we'll get to this in a sec we'll get to this in a sec right who by the way was young Right, because at the time it was not uncommon for young people to be serving in pubs or to be working in in any in the capacity. meal or anything. Yeah. Right, and and mm-hmm. uh, 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 she she turns round and goes thief. Points at him. Roy tries to leg it, but she rolls agility at the same time, catches him, grabs him by the scruff of the neck, and Roy um, goes down unfortunately because he rolled so badly. Smashes onto the ground, but he's pocketed the cash. He's fine. He's got twenty-one quid in his pocket. And that's it's a, fucking, lot, of that is a yeah. lot of money. That yeah. is a lot a lot, a of it's money. Think of it as twenty-one thousand. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, it's twenty-one hundred. So twenty-one hundred. Yeah. yeah. So he's got a lot of money in his pocket, but he goes down right. And he's he, he, he's he's on the floor, right? But then,
0: um, no, no, he doesn't go down. No, no, because no, I'm trying to. What I'm trying to. What I'm trying to do, right? Wait a second. Let's back up a little. No, bit. No, he doesn't go down. So no, he's, let's he's back. T- wait, let's back up. I need to say something. No, no, right? no, 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 no. I need. No. to say, at no, This point. No, no, no. I can't continue with the story until I say this point. Right, me as as uh, the the um, player behind the character. I was not aware of the age of the bar. Okay. Made, right? I assumed that she was of age, right? So the next thing I did, because she grabbed me, I wanted to bewilder her and leave her stumped so that she'd be confused and I had a chance to get away. So, so what I, did you
1: do? So Turn on the charm, I'm not knowing
0: her age, right, and assuming it was something different, <laughs> I decided that my character was going to snog her... <laughs> Right, yeah, So he turned around and started going. <laughs> well, because, no, because. We in her face. No, wait, it was an agility trick, right? And I failed it. So I, I had turned around and faced her, right? And this is how it was played out. And because I hadn't um, actually made contact with the lips, yeah, I was doing the motions of it. But again, because I was trying to bewilder her, I was just like. <laughs> and then. And all, all of this was happening <laughs> at the same time as the guy from upstairs was about <laughs> to give chase to me because he heard the commotion. Yeah, and then he Ooh. came downstairs, right? He came downstairs, <laughs> but it was at this
3: point when she slammed you to the ground, and as he slammed you, t- you as you as slammed you to the ground, you
0: were. What did you do? Looking still, up her skirt. I, hey. was, still, I was still going.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you, you were, and so you were looking up the skirt of a girl that was barely twelve, For and fuck's you were, sake. and you were looking I up. Didn't her know skirt, this. And you were looking up her skirt, going. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, then her dad comes downstairs. Then her dad comes downstairs and he's like, "What <laughs> earth is going on down here?" And he sees you. Doing this and then and then yeah, even Christy, one of the other player characters. And who's he's a, fucked up. He's who, a cannibal. He's a cannibal. <laughs> he comes downstairs, sees you doing this and goes, That's fucking disgusting mate.
1: <laughs> and so so Roy, got, what are
3: you doing? So his name is Christy Cleek. So we've got a new term now called Cleek bottom. Right. <laughs> and that is when you've when you've
1: sunk so low. Even Christy thinks it's low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And so Roy so and and uh, so Roy, um yeah, we we, we now yeah, we now think he's he's gross. But the point is, is yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty low moment in. Hey,
0: it was a low moment, yeah. But I I didn't know that she was twelve. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You. I d- didn't. To know. didn't. You wasn't I wouldn't have done that, James. You knew. You no, knew why I'm did telling. you do
1: it, even though you knew? Ouch! Don't you remember the bar was called hey, Young? I I'm, I'm never
3: going to yeah. live
0: this down. This is like one the. Of bar, those... The bar was called Young. Young. No, this men's... is like the this is like the genie effect all over again. I'm <laughs> <never> gonna... <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. Don't worry, something dodgy
1: will happen and then we will forget because I know I did something bad in one of our old campaigns and it was brought up quite a lot. But luckily, what was I that? Remember what it was? <laughs> okay. Anyway, was was just a fun story
3: and Ryan as well no, the, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that one of us will do something and it will and if you listeners want
0: to, carry, want, want to continue this and tease me come at please me please do yeah please do oh, they bring will.
3: it oh, they will. meme him up
0: baby anyway
3: um, uh, well I think that will do for Solomon Kane discussion I think everyone should go out and buy it because it is one of the best games ever made and uh, it comes with the whole rules in there so you don't even need to own a copy
1: of Savage Worlds yeah no they've outdone themselves so, so way, worth the they? money yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely they've right. outdone themselves mm-hmm. woo very good. place Play SK. It's very much worth
0: it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: And,
3: uh, yeah, you can be... You can go to the young bar in Dover and... No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, yeah, yeah so, so get it, get it, get it. <laughs> Bye.
2: Bye. Song fight! fight! All right,
1: new intro coming at you.
2: All right, so...
3: live. The last time we did Song Fight... We remember the format, Nick, is that James and I play our songs, and you're supposed to judge them. Oh yes. And you backed out of judging them. Yeah, I got. So start. if
1: you fucking do it this time. No, I'm gonna
3: pick one this time. I'll be so angry. So I'm not gonna look at anybody. I'm
1: just gonna to listen to the music. Okay.
3: Right. So in song fight, what we do is we make songs about RPGs and we battle them to the death. Oh yes. <laughs> right. And the stipulation this time was that it had to be about Solomon Kane, and it had to be a remix. Those were the stipulations. N- nah. It was just a song about Simon and Kane. So James, um, I did I you can not read f- the brief. I can find the message if you want. Um, well, I won't find it now, but yes, I did say remix.
0: Uh, well, so, I just made an original song. So I think James might have lost this one. <laughs> I try quite <laughs> hard at some of it even though I think it's pants there's one bit right I'll play it you know, there's so right. let's, let's, uh, always technicalities <laughs> in the song fight that's uh, so, how so we do things right Harrison I suppose you'll go first yeah it, I'll go first because I'm the only one that followed the fucking brief right, so right, my
3: go. mine is called um, Kill Chop Mame in the name of the lord and this is about uh, Nobby the executioner nice and oh I remixed um, a song by the Korean pop artist Hyuna
1: obviously
0: of course <laughs> All right, here we go. Here it is.
3: Suggmeister General, coming in. Coming in fast. This is a little track I like to call In the Name of the Lord. My name is Nobby. I am the guy with the bag on his head. to work in a bakery. But I work in the business of making brown bread. Best in the business. One fell swoop and that guy's got no head. Execution pays well. So much cash I don't care what you said But that all changed when I got sent to hell I didn't see it coming, got no sense of smell Some pissed off newsbreaker, to my home Snuck up with a knife and sat me in the dome Got brought back to life by the Christian God So I can roam this world and get to rip it off All the things that group around at night So I can grab
1: my axe in front of the hunter's light
3: Yeah. To. Mummies, Zombies and even cave we got a mage on the team so we can deal with those two We're the only team on the planet who deal With the things on the earth that they think that aren't real And it ain't a most These are the facts for the rest of the time It's me and my ass yeah. To hell,
1: I didn't see it coming. Got no sense of smell. (coughs) Oh, God. (coughs) Oh,
0: shit. Oh, man. It's very good. I really like that. So do I. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot the brief and, uh,. But that's so good. I really like that song.
2: <laughs>
0: but it's not up to me, is it? It's up to Nick. Up to so me. the thing is, that I'm sort of
3: banking on that nobody speaks Korean because I think the fucking uh, the lyrics for the chorus there are about, I, I don't know, if probably... Um, I think it's like getting ready for a night out or some <laughs> oh, shit. I <laughs> can't remember, but... <laughs> yeah.
2: Wait, like getting out. ready for a
0: night out to chop, man and kill. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So true, whatever. yeah. Night
0: yeah. out on the town to slay some demons. Very good. Next,
2: please. Oh, yeah.
0: explain yourself. Explain your song explain um, yeah so I forgot the brief that it was a remix so I this is an original song that was was all, all produced on mobile so I just did it on my phone so and enjoy what's it, called? what's it called it's just called Solomon Kane.
2: <laughs> oh for fuck's <laughs> sake
0: come on
3: give it a better
1: title
0: yeah come on alright I'm gonna call it Fast Furious Fun
3: oh that's rubbish yeah, right play no, it, you know, we call it right, here you go Cain. shut up
0: <laughs> I think we got a loser
2: Yeah, you dunno Solomon kane is a somber looking man fought up by Robert E. Howard as a pure red set in the late 16th, early seventeenth century a historical, mythological, chronological pop fantasy to a mysterious. And solemn and delirious Defender of the oppressing Yes his vengeance is it's serious. serious It's a fart, furious. furious, fun Corker of a game The savage world of Solomon Cain Filled with only his rage His most potent weapon If he's He's those in need, his internal compass beckons He'll be there in a flash without care, worry or distraction A cold hard kill with ample belts of action Evangelical, political, and satirical, and critical Excitable, fantastical, apocalyptical, schismatical It's a fast, furious, fun, corker of the game game, set up your character and dice, get a GM on at your table, I'm sure this story has in touch. you can be a bandit aquitarian, escape, slave or inquisitor, a hunter native, missionary, swordsman, spy, or what you want, let's give a round of applause, and a pat on the back here, to Bawiggy Wade, Williams and Shane Lacey Hensley, it's a fast furious fun, corker of a game, the savage, savage world of Solomon Cane.
1: Are you all right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it's safe to say that um songfight's come a long way since I retired myself. <laughs> I don't know. I think I preferred your entries, Nick. No,
3: no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm I liked it. I li- I, you Do know you know what? That's good. I liked your, um, the ad-libs in it. When did like, you like it?
0: <laughs> See, the way that I put and the put most effort into <laughs> was the lyrics.
3: On that. Yeah, the <laughs> lyrics were the best part, I think. It a really...
1: Uh, I yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It, really, it's good. Um,
3: it reminded me a lot of the songs we used to make when we were teenagers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really did. Like... <laughs> When we used to, um, we used to put a lot of effort into the
1: lyrics for those JNH yeah. Productions. <laughs> oh
3: my God, we must never Name speak drop. of that. We must
1: never speak of that. Never those. speak of that again. Church, um, awesome. Well done, boys. They're both very good. Actually. All right, so Nick Judge, which one wins? They're both very good. Don't um, start this again. Just pick one. No, I do. I, I, do, I do think you've won this one, Eric. that was a, I really, Yay! really catchy. But the, all that was. Ve- I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised. To be fair, though, I Didn't was riding like on the this? coattails of like a fucking really?
3: million record-selling pop stars. So I, I, it was kind of easy to win. Fair play. But it, it I think if you'd
1: have done a remix, James, you would have beat me. Ooh. Well, I didn't know. I forget, well, I didn't know. I, I forgot. Do a remix then. Yeah. yeah. But remix. no, they both very, very good. Um, yeah, oh, I'm an idiot. I feel like an idiot. But no, well done, boys. They were, they were very, very good. Very, very good indeed. Enjoyed, <laughs> Thank you very much. I enjoyed Mick. them. Very nice.
3: All right. So next <laughs> up, we are moving on to the game design, guys. Yes. Oh, Yes. We got ideas that come coming out the wazoo So we'll talk about them now and give them to you That's what this segment is, we come up, up with new games. games Like, I don't know, The Hunger James People with the same name in an arena fight to the death As ideas go, it's not one of my best, best. The segment's called The Game Design Guys Best idea gets a game design prize Alright, so this is The Game Design Guys where well we've realised haven't we guys that we're geniuses absolute geniuses yep and we've realised that we could do I mean Gary Gygax he was alright he was was good he was good Shane Hensley he's alright you know he's good they paved Um, the way for our masterminds though let's be honest yeah I mean come on guys you ain't geniuses like us I mean I don't even know I don't know why we're not making millions with the ideas that we got. We got,
0: we got ideas ideas upon ideas, mate. Exactly. I I have got a shed in my back garden, right? <laughs> what's it full of? <laughs> ideas. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've got I've got a tin can at home. Right, what's it full of? It's full of other tin cans, but It knows. Yeah. Ideas, right?
3: Okay, so what we're going to do now <laughs> is we're going to give you some of those ideas, but specifically the ones about RPG game design, because um, we we are we've actually got they're so good they're going to blow your mind. Oh my god! And these yeah, are copyright. These are copyright tabletop twists. So first of all, I'm going to start off um, with my new game idea, right? And this one uh, I'm going to pitch this to White Wolf, and um, I know they're they're debunked, but hopefully we can get them <laughs> back going. Uh, now with with this new idea because this this um, you know we're gonna we're gonna really really get something going with this uh, person the masquerade <laughs> yeah right so um this this game right so this is set after Vampire the Masquerade right and essentially what happened is is the upper echelons of the vampire society have got really lax with their rules about um <laughs> with um uh, who who you can um make into a new vampire right you can sire anyone in um you basically make anyone a vampire and now pretty much 98 percent of the population of vampires <laughs> yeah um it's it's wild out there <laughs> um uh but uh, there yes. are but you play as as people as humans uh, yeah as humans pretending to be vampires <laughs> and trying not to get eaten. Um, so it, it, the thing is, uh, ha- and, and how do you do this? How do you do this? Because the thing is, um, let's say for example, a vampire comes up to you and asks you to demonstrate celerity. Well, you've been training to run at Linford Christie speeds <laughs> yeah. um, for uh, for uh, and and you just uh, and so a vampire, you have to convince them that you're a vampire Bunch by running wannabes. incredibly fast and doing things incredibly fast, okay? Or by demonstrating super strength by lifting up a car. <laughs> Um, and say and just saying that's your, your vampire, vampire strength problems. yeah exactly <laughs> I love blood mate or by taking a bullet wound and acting like it's nothing <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but really you're bleeding out yeah and you're like
2: it's fine I'm okay I'm okay because I'm a vampire
3: <laughs> so that's um, that's basically person the masquerade and the good thing about this is that <laughs> I, I do want to pitch it to um, uh, the now defunct white wolf however you could just play this using um, just the world of darkness book really yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but don't do that because you I'm get caught eating
1: it. garlic bread it's like well you're eating nothing Nothing. Nothing.
2: (laughs) Oh, I I hate garlic. Oh, hate garlic. You're you're Uh, actually uh,
0: yuck. There's there's actual blood coming through you. They're like, oh, why is there blood coming out of you? Are you human? I saw you eating a burger the other day. I just drank loads of blood. So it's just coming out. Mm. Mm. Mm.
3: Exactly. exactly. So that is Person the Masquerade. (laughs) Cool. All right, cool. Wannabe Vampire. Exactly. Mm. But don't play it using uh, World of Darkness because I'm selling it as a separate book. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
0: All right, I've got a fantastic one up next yeah it's called lost toys oh yeah was this peter pan (laughs) (laughs) no it's lost toys and uh, the idea is um it's kind of like it's kind of like you you play you're playing toys as toys as as your toys yeah yeah yeah? so you're a bunch of toys it could be whatever toy you can imagine can i be a lego can i be a lego block you can be a concoction of a lego blocks like mr potato head Dildos. piece it together you could be dildos <laughs> yeah what toys we it, you? there's two versions there's the adult version <laughs> yeah. and the kid friendly version okay cool so there's, there's the there's a lost sex toys and a lost toys there's lost toys, toys. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 lost <laughs> Toys. <laughs> god right oh, and god. the idea is is that one or some or lots of the toys have gone missing right and the remaining toys have to find them but you can't reveal yourself to the humans
1: right so around the place Walt disney if you pitch this to Walt disney would they file a lawsuit? Yeah, probably.
3: no. You would do it secretly, obviously, because that's how we're going to make I mean, money. I mean, but
0: no, because
1: because
3: otherwise actually... we'd
0: have to pay for licensing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know we what you're saying that for. Me. It's uh you know, no one's ever thought of it before. <laughs>
1: it's an
3: original like idea, it. Nick. Stop being
0: yeah. a current co- object. Stop being, a, yes, it's nice. No,
1: just <laughs> so what's the um, uh, so in so much as you... so you've got
3: a ca- there's a cowboy character right, and he's called uh, Woodman. Um, <laughs> no, it's a cowboy character, and he's, no, called he's called
0: he's he's stiff. Stiffy because right? it's, it's is it? yeah there's Stiffy there's um there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's there's Barney the butt plug and there's yeah. there's also there's Buzz Buzz Buzz
2: right
0: <laughs> oh god but he's the one in the adult version Buzz 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 oh <laughs> yeah the adult version <laughs> and uh, yeah and there's uh there's lots of others very cool. okay well that, I like that a lot and yeah. um so, what's it called? Lost Toys? Yeah, Lost Toys. And, or Lost Sex Toys, depending on which version you want to play. Ah, the leather-clad edition.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. So, in that, um, Stiffy's wearing a, um, just <laughs> crotchless <laughs>
0: chaps. <laughs> and that is, no, he's wearing the S&M suit.
3: Okay, cool. I like Lovely. it, man. I, I would, do uh, you know what? Actually, all joking aside,
1: I would play that. Yeah, I would. Well, I'd play it. The anything. adult version. Yeah.
0: That's definitely a family oh, no, Christmas game, either. isn't it? Oh well, well family. <laughs> um, so Nick, same um, I
1: see that you've got quite an interesting one on here. Uh, yeah, so my game's called Eye Zombie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are you confused of what the name of your game is it's no que- no it's got it's a question, a question mark. Mark. oh I on uh, me? it's a question so um, basically I, I got to thinking right um, I Am you? Legend the film with Will Smith is pretty shit alright um, but the original book I Am Legend written by Richard Matheson and then later on made into a film The Omega Man starring Charlton Heston is actually very good and it Brings up points in the film and book that do get you thinking, and it got me to thinking that it could be an interesting idea. So I don't know if you know about the original I Am Legend, but... I know bits about it. So, mankind wipe their out, basically, and there's one surviving human. Now, from the back of the total nuclear apocalypse that humans created, grow this new race of being, which are uh, essentially vampires. They see the last living human as the last bastion of the old world, and they see their self as what's come out of the new world, which I get. And they talk, and they come out at night, and they think that they are the new society, and by getting rid of the last human... Uh, is basically erasing the old world and they're will be, and they the new world and, and I get that and it's cool and, I, and it got me to thinking okay so if that happened how interesting would it be if you were to play a game where you play zombies conscious zombies that see their self as normal people if you like and that the humans that are left the survivors are the scourge on the world and you're there to basically wipe them out so it kind of flips a zombie genre game on its yeah,
2: head. It's so weird. Yeah, I you... don't
3: like that you came up with a good idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> we came up with really stupid ones. And, and they were funny. And now you've come up with like a really nice one. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Uh, but I thought
0: it would quite be good fun. put so much thought into this, man. No, oh this sounds like this actually sounds like really fucking good yeah <laughs> oh, no we we're raising okay. that one copyright. I'm going to
3: cut I'll go that copyright I'm going so, to so, cu- okay, cut have his have... out and I'm going to make him sound I'll just do like an impression of him and be like I've made a game about where you play a jelly I made the game about lions it's called, it's all... called, it's called eye jelly and um, uh, you play a jelly <laughs> and then you get
2: upset and then you're upset, <laughs> upset type of jelly
1: yeah so if you haven't go watch the Omega Man it's very good Uh, But yeah, that's me. I zombie. I Nick. I think it's good. Thank you, guys. High five. High five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well done, man. (laughs) Thanks, dudes. So that was
0: game design, guys. Uh, We're the best in the industry. Clearly, the best. Haven't met us yet. Don't meet us because we don't like you. Because we're too important. We're the game design guys. Speak to
3: our agents, mate. (laughs) Next up, we'll move on to reading your mail with electro letters. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, we've got the bags full. Is it? It's full to the brim. (laughs) It isn't. We forgot. In the future you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. Okay, so here we go. Um, what's the first? Uh, Jack, wait, we're back at the electro. Here we are, lads.
2: We've <laughs> done
3: it. <laughs> we blue- We've alto. done it. <laughs> we are at the electro letters, and here we are. Here we calm, are. Calm, Ooh, calm. Everyone, mm-hmm. shut the
0: fuck up. Namaste.
3: Because you're in a deep bath. This is the electro letters ASMR edition. <laughs> Ooh, lots of little candle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but we've got a letter in from Eli Kurtz. What does he say, James?
0: Well, uh, it's, uh, yeah, Eli Kurtz, um, he shared an interesting resource with us on G. <laughs> Who does it's... he think he is? I know, right? <laughs> what are you trying to be like our friend or something? No, he is our friend. Though. Yeah, I know. But it's called Grim London, right? It's an interactive map of London with marker points that give information about London's dark history. It's worth a gander. grimlondon.com we'll put it in the uh, episode show notes it's, it's pretty awesome so um,
3: yeah give that a look um, if you if you GM a game uh, especially if you're running Rippers which yes. is Savage Worlds setting Grim London is a um, is a fucking really really useful tool
1: so um, yeah um, I gave it a little bash um, punched in Croydon obviously and it came out of nothing and I'm like nah, come on mate <laughs> yeah but
3: Croydon wasn't
1: considered uh, it wasn't considered London until
3: recently no, so um, yeah that'd be why um, next up uh, we got one from Owen Lean he sent in a couple of things actually he says, okay, general question on that sort of game, speaking about Solomon Kane. Yep. And he said, Do you prefer role playing in settings which are based on books, slash, movies, slash, etc. Um, such as Solomon Kane, Star Wars, The Void Concedus Awakening, or in original settings designed pure or in original settings designed purely for games such as Deadlands, Forgotten Realms, Doctor Spectacular and Cohen's Search for Gold, why? Uh, me
1: personally can give a shit.
3: Um, cool gaming really. Ah um, oh, man, it's a hard, it's, it's a, a hard, hard question though. because uh, I feel like it really, it really depends because sometimes um, you get a setting. Let's say, for example, uh, you, you get one like Bubblegum Crisis, where mm. that setting, um, it, when when you look at the anime. Um, it had a lot of implied depth, you know, mm. um, by by um, a lot of the visual, um, by a lot of the environmental storytelling and things like this. Um, yet the writer did absolutely nothing to actually flesh that out mm. when they yeah. when they made the setting book. No. That's <laughs> annoying. Yeah. If it's just like, well, you know, it's, they expect it's you what you like, like it.
1: so that's good enough for
3: it. Right. And, and all they did was just translate everything that was seen on screen and whack that into the book and think that was good enough. Mm. Whereas that world um, should have had a lot more in it than just what you see on the screen, because it's a whole world. It's not just everything you see there on the screen. Um, Whereas you get things like um, some of the Star Wars role-playing games that flesh it out to be um, something that you can actually go around and interact with. Yeah. you know it, it really depends on, on what it is um uh, uh, Wonderland No More is a very very good example of this because they didn't just take um Wonderland and, and make it into something that's fucking you know um oh, here's, here's everything from the books, but translated. Yeah. It's like, here's everything from the books, but now you can actually fucking play it, yeah. you can walk around, and here's yeah. our interpretation of it. That's when it's that. good.
1: Ever wondered what this wicked character in a book is like in a game? We've done it for you. And personally,
3: yeah. I think Wonderland No More is is like, um, it's, it's their interpretation of it, and they've done a good job at uh, interpreting it. It's not necessarily how I would interpret certain elements of it, but I think they've done a fucking great job Ooh, of oh it yeah. because it's it's a world that you can go and, and interact with now and, and that's, that's, that's the way I feel about it. Yeah.
1: I think when you're playing a game that's based on something, especially if it's something that you really enjoy, for you personally, when you're playing that game, it's going to press all the nostalgia buttons and you're going to enjoy it maybe a little bit more or a little bit differently to how someone would player who's never known this story before so that's good but at the same time i don't feel like it's necessary if you're interested in a setting for the sake of the setting it doesn't need to be off the back of a book to make it good
3: although one problem i have with a lot of um settings in general nowadays um original in air quotes settings Mm -hmm. is it tends to be just mashing together two settings and then they think that's that nobody's ever done this before and oftentimes that'll be true but it'll be
1: like it's cowboys, but this time vampires. Uh, do you know what it's? That's vampires, like, but this time sci fi. Do you know that's a bit like, you know, when you're watching MasterChef and they're like, I'm, I'm going to make a fusion. As soon as you hear that word fusion, you know it's going to be shit. Because and because they try and, 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 and mix two things so together. so many RPG settings of that nowadays. Yeah, yeah, they're the fusion.
3: Yeah. And, and I find that every fucking Kickstarter that comes up, it's just, yeah, okay, it's sci fi, but also werewolf. There. Uh, have we run out of,
1: have we really that? bad that we've like the hobbies run out of ideas do something original right? yeah. okay
3: I'm going to come up with a setting right now right I'm just going to look around my room right it's uh uh Solomon Cain shit <laughs> <laughs> I thought
1: this was easy <laughs> ah damn it we're not, we're not game design guys for nothing oh no we are shit well I came up with person the masquerade
3: exactly so. mate. I
0: came up with lost toys <laughs> Which is totally original. No, actually, no, Nick came up with a belter. Yeah, his was good. I mean, no, we all no, did. No, but to be really fair,
3: <laughs> no, he did rip off
0: somebody else's yeah,
3: book. I ripped off a book and a... But do anything, that, but sci-fi, and then yeah. we're all right. Yeah,
0: fun. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zombies, but sci-fi.
3: Right, there we go. <laughs> there you fun. Um, uh, Owen also comes in with, with another one. He says, here's another more general one. What is the most evil thing you have ever done to your player characters as a GM, mm-hmm. James is right, you And what's the <laughs> most, <laughs> and what's the most evil thing you've ever done as a player? Also, James, I think you've got a good one for this one. Which but, one is that? Uh, it was Saga of the Goblin Horde? <laughs> but I don't think we can even say <laughs> it, even on this silence. podcast. Is no, this no, the one that we never no, spoke of? Ryan.
1: That was was right, and we don't speak of it because even that was too low. We we can't even even say what it it is, but that's a
3: very, very good question. So we'll go, we'll go around the room starting from Nick. So what's the most evil thing you've done as a player, Nick?
1: Uh, probably recently with Balvazar just have not given a crap about anything. You know the whole thing with the uh, the vampire and like uh, you know Balvazar was just agreeing with the daughter. Oh no, that was it. Yeah, probably when she was strapped to the bed, and he was like, "We must exercise her." Meaning he just wanted to kill her. That was yeah, it. so
3: this girl was turning into a vampire, and he Balvazar her. was he was just um he was just looking at her. Just with a grim, stony determination on his face, she was screeching as as, <laughs> yeah. as they were like shucking garlic in her face, opening the curtains, yeah. and she was like. Aah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just like, hmm, I see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless and also, that, yeah. when, he, when he turned into a vampire, like this whole time, he was like, he's very anti beast. <laughs> yeah. And then the second he turned into a vampire, he's like, ah, well, you know, I'm I'm okay to be a vampire because it's the Lord's work. And he's just, he just, did, like, g- gives up these justifications. Yeah. For everything. yeah,
1: I'm God's weapon now. He's an instrument. He thinks he's God's instrument now. So, yeah, no, him, probably. He's pretty evil and I love it. <laughs> How about you, James? Most evil thing you've done as a player or watching him?
0: We all know the GM story. Don't bang on about that anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm quite fond of Killer yeah. Okay, and what about the player? Um, I'm trying to. Th- I can't think of one.
3: You want to In- come back to it because I've I've got my player story. Yeah, go on. You go. Yeah, well, mine uh, is most probably. Um, well, I've, I've fucked over a lot of players. I've fucked over a lot of players. Um, I think the. I think in Savage World, Savage Warhammer, I've i killed two players. <laughs> yeah. In in one encounter, I was quite proud of that. Um, I also chucked a kid into a pile of zombies just as a distraction. Oh my god! Yeah. Zombie campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, that that was a, a good Bleak highlight. tomorrow with the money. Blue tomorrow. Do you remember um, what did he that, do in my s- Oh no, he gave all his money away to a prostitute.
3: No, that was but a that's good one. Yeah, that was, that was me thing. being nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I gave all my money to a prostitute <laughs> during um, Shadow Run just to help a prostitute out because it was he fell in love with her. <laughs> yeah, oh he was a, he was a nerd, but that was a nice thing. Sorry, yeah. And as a GM, uh, I, I think I, I remember last night we were speaking about this, Me and James were down the pub, and um, one of the things I mentioned was this isn't necessarily evil. But I, I remember what um, one of my very early games, people started talking during my game. And I, I started oh, yeah. went oh, are you really going to do this when I've my carefully constructed game? <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> yeah, you went, um, really? uh, are you guys just going to like just talk and like, fuck about are you're actually going to get on with my story?
3: I think yeah, I did actually say that. It's not. It's not yeah, exactly. Like, yeah.
0: Uh, I was really, I was with, really shit back with there. my story. My story. Yeah. Oh my god. That gosh. was that was those words. Uh, to say. Okay, I've got. Uh, but whatever, you're new. You, we I, said every every new GM they're allowed to fuck up because what's the point? If you okay, if you if you don't fuck up, that's awesome. From your yeah, stars, if, yeah. If you don't, if you've never fucked up,
3: then you you're you're probably Jesus Christ or full then. of shit. And in that case, <laughs> I'd love to play your game. <laughs> yeah. Probably Slucky. playing testament, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Oh, lord,
3: all right, and uh, yeah, we got one coming from Ryan Field, who um, is a longtime time uh, friend and listener. Yeah. No, oh, no,
1: no, you no, know, yeah, he never and messes. he said, uh, Ryan Fatty Field said, um, what's the best weapon you have had in a campaign? That's a good one. Um, I, I, I'm gonna answer, um,
3: I don't know if I've ever really had any massively iconic weapons, but I remember in um. Uh, Savage Warhammer when I started off with my character um, I had this technique where I used to try to fight by accident like I had a D10 in fighting but I would try to always fight by accident do you remember?
1: oh uh, what was her name? Freya Freya that's it and right
3: at the beginning of the campaign uh, I, I, I knocked someone right the fuck out because I bent over to pick up a coin and then uh were and then my sword got stuck in a table. Oh and then yeah, when I got it. back up it swung around and hit somebody because the table that's was attached it. to my back. Yeah. Because of where my sword was.
1: And it didn't I jump
3: on the table. Oh yeah, you were on my back and you were like, here we go. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs>
3: Oh man, that fight scene was mental. So that cool. was we actually started that game in a tavern, but yeah. it was the funniest fucking tavern scene ever. <laughs> um, yeah, Aww. that was pretty cool. So and another one um that I wanted to mention was the Porky Torch. Um,
0: which yes. was literally um, yeah. eight eight kitchen knives <clears throat> just duct tape to a torch, to a torch. <laughs> yeah so it was it was you could it light up the path and it was a stabby weapon as well
3: yeah, yeah. it so, was brutal so the way Nick started it was, and maybe this was a bit OTT for the time but yeah. we were new to Savage Worlds yeah. was just 8D4 because it was 8, eight D4, daggers. Yeah. Da- daggers but he did
0: have the um, they had the, the weapon uh, breaking rule it did start breaking though to no, be fair d- yeah.
3: but to be fair I think what it should have been was an improvised weapon yeah absolutely. we know that now absolutely but, oh, yeah. <laughs> but right I'm
0: actually taking,
1: you know, literally. Well, there's 8d4 daggers, so it must be 8d4. No. No, it's not. But it was great.
0: It <laughs> was works. fucking awesome. But yeah,
1: that was wicked, the, the old yet yeah. Uh, mine was uh, Roland's revolvers. They were pretty sick. Um, the one that we got, I, I, got oh, I got them. No, you're missing out on a, a crucial one. Go on. From GURPS. Ronald Ray Gun Ronald of course Ronald I didn't have Ronald Ray Gun though yes you did was it me that had Ronald yeah it was Ray your,
3: yeah. your character Donnie you Ironside oh of course yeah it was Iron the um,
1: it was the um, it was a giant
3: Gatling gun that, sh- that shot that um, uh, shot like laser rays out of it oh, and it was man, called, yeah. yeah it
1: was a, a Ronald, Ronald Ray, Ray gun. gun yeah that was one of the absolute best I
3: have to say um, a Ronald Ray Gun was yeah, definitely a highlight but you got in, in campaigns I think you gotta give weapons funny names. Oh, totally, uh, man. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, especially if you're in um, in um, Savage Worlds, they've got the um, the, the the thing. Um, what is it? It's a trademark weapon, right? Yeah. And um, one of the things I like about that that particular edge is that you uh, you have to come up with a backstory for your weapon. Yeah, and it's not just. I fight with an axe. Yeah, no, more. It's how did you get it? Yeah, and and why why, why do you use that one? Yeah, you know, because like, um, for example, Nobby the executioner, he has the breadwinner, and mm-hmm. that's because he used to um, be an executioner to uh, get get money for his family because they were extremely poor, and that's why he took such a grim job. Yeah, um, because it was the only job going because nobody else wanted to do it, and essentially he it's the breadwinner because. Yeah, that's why he
1: calls it that. I think uh, I think my gun's called Salvation or something like that as well. You don't even have that um, edge. No, no, you just na- don't you, name, you like, them, like to yeah. name your weapons. Oh, always Gunny and gunnier.
3: Yeah, but yeah, um, it's it's just fun to give names to your weapons because it makes you think about why you use it. I love it. Like it just
1: gives depth to your character. Yeah, the more depth, the better. Yeah, something I agree. Fun. Um,
3: but next up, we got one in from Charles Jenkins. He says, um, "What is the most annoying habits that people have at the gaming table?"
0: All oh, uh, right, I'll come straight in with one. Um, Is when people pack up before the game's ended.
3: Yeah, because you might have something that where, where somebody's uh,
0: having to roll. Yeah, I mean, if, um, if say, someone has to leave early because of X reason, fine. But if we're all sitting there, right, there's 20 minutes left or whatever, your person's died or you're, it's like two minutes until the end of the session, right? you start packing up already. It's just like, no, fucking no one else is packing up. Just wait a minute, please. And let whoever the GM or the player who's currently speaking or doing stuff, let them have their peace because it's just rude. So a little be rude. Um,
3: one thing I like uh, when you're playing on virtual tabletops you can tell, who's fiddling with their dice when you see one accidentally get rolled? On on fantasy grounds, you know when you can click a control click to like get a big loads of, of them, yeah. And then and then you see like the DM would be midway through speaking, and suddenly you see forty d twenties get rolled. <laughs> just appear in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> That's yeah. brilliant.
3: Oh. Um, for me, biggest one, loudy mate <laughs> loud eating, <laughs> loud eating, loud eating,
1: loud eating. Have you got one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, um, uh, just making a, making the table look like a bomb site.
0: Sweeping a- and it onto sweep the the floor. on the floor. You you sweep it into your hand, right? Put that and in then, the bin, and then put it in the bin or a crisp packet, or but not onto the floor. <laughs> don't sweep the crumbs into your hand and then just fry them on the carpet. I
3: mean, if if you don't tell me what to do,
0: Nick. If we're outside, right? In a in and it's crumbs and fine. But if we're inside, don't sweep your shit onto the carpet, man. (laughs) That's just making more work for the Hoover man you <laughs> do that. The no, whoever
3: you. No, like, You've invited me to your house. I'm sweeping the shit onto the floor. Right? I'm a guest. Yeah. If I'm, I'm a guest, I'm, to I'm, be, I'm gonna be treated like a king. I'm, tra- I'm sweeping the shit onto the floor. See gonna, these crumbs? I'm gonna See, shit on the yeah, floor. Yeah. I'm gonna look you in the eyes, and I'm gonna put my fucking crisp crumbs onto the floor. You know what? Next time I come around to your house, I'm gonna open a packet of crisps and just empty that Pour shit them all and
1: stamp <laughs> them into the carpet. Exactly. Like, and and
3: I'm gonna be staring you in the eyes the whole time. <laughs> because but you don't tell me what to do
1: i'm in your house mother.
3: Fucker. you've invited me you've, you've invited, invited me. i'm allowed to be here that is how i do <laughs> all right i pour shit onto the floor oh dear right um, all right we got one more question we've got coming. more we've, we've got, got more, more. okay uh, um, well I, all right we got another yeah. question coming from david gainsborough oh, he says sake, if he an
0: ambulance is on its way to save someone and it runs someone over does it stop to help them? They're not answering that. That's a stupid question. No, no, I've got the answer. Fact, no, they don't. Because they haven't been called. Because yet. they're called out to the other job. They gotta get there, so another hour to get called for the other person. Boring, straight answer. Next Don't listen to that. Next guy. question. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. It's my mate. Fuck him. <laughs> next question comes in from dem drunk
2: blokes <laughs> what did I say then he I,
0: says, I don't you... know
1: because Nick made a stupid noise
3: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
2: Jesus.
1: okay so dem drunk blokes say uh, what inanimate objects do you wish you could eliminate from existence James what
0: is that in- like in life inanimate Yes. Yeah, well, you're mostly inanimate. Oh, no, shut up, bruh.
3: Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. I'm yeah, I know, but blank. you're just annoying, man. Hey. It's when you go to people's
0: houses and you don't scrape your shit on the floor. That annoys me. Oh, sorry. Next time, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm at your house right now. I'm going to No, shit don't on the do floor. it, please. <laughs> shit on the floor. That's it. There you go. Uh,
1: no, it's a good one to, uh, you know. What an inanimate object. Uh, fidget spinners. <laughs> They're not inanimate, you dickhead.
3: They, they spin.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, fuck. That's a hard one. That is a hard one. I got you know the um. Oh, do you know what? No, I got a good one. Okay, dildos. Why? Why? You want the ones that move? Keep them. Good point. (laughs) They do a lot of good. I tell you what, you know, I got I got a bit too angry about that,
1: (laughs) didn't I?
2: Why? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? My collection? (laughs) (laughs) How dare (laughs) you!
3: Ramstein special edition, Oh, dear. which I mean, it's not a Ramstein one. All right,
0: anyway. Um, so, <laughs> but it is special. <laughs> so, no, but what else have you got? Anything? I'm
1: thinking. I'm thinking I'm thinking, thinking.
0: I'm thinking. I'm thinking, sort of thinking.
1: thinking.
3: No, I just don't. You know, I don't wish that upon anything. You know, I a I'm all about quality. You pro life, yeah? I'm pro life, pro inanimate objects. Pro life, pro. Just be man. Just be man. Actually, fucking table. The corners of tables.
1: Cause I'm always fucking walking into them. Oh
3: yeah, anything you can yeah. stab your
1: toe on. Toe. Ah oh, man. Yeah. So if tables
3: get could get rid have, of them, if
0: tables could have. They no, could levitate. Yeah. If <laughs> they could levitate and have no corners. If like coffee table, everything we could levitate. Or just be self-aware that, you know, uh, oh, toes coming, must move.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, no, that's
0: not the fucking question,
1: is it? See, this is why I wish I could eliminate you from existence. <laughs> uh, he's such a cunt. <laughs> I can't believe he's my best mate. It's because them drunk blokes no, have, that's, have sent us a brain bubbler. I might be your best mate, but Do your ain't mutual. Oh. Oh. It's not. It's not the, it don't work two ways, I think
0: you and me are going to have some fisticuffs, mate. a
1: symbiotic mate? relationship? We're going to have
0: a dildo fight. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> All right, next question. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Or was there another one there? Oh, is that it? Oh. Well,
1: that's it for
3: questions, guys. <laughs> well, thank you
0: very much for sending the questions very much. So, if
1: you'd like to send an electro letter in to us, then you can by how Means mediums. Right, you can send us an email. It's tabletoptwats at com. You can go to Twitter, which is
0: at tabletoptwats. Get on the Facebook,
1: which is tabletopT. Yep,
0: yeah, or G+. Look us up on the Nerds International community or just look up Tabletop Twats and you'll find us there.
1: Indeed. And lastly, but not leastly, if you would like to contribute to this uh, shamble of a show, please Sling do. Sling us a buck. Yep, get over to Patreon, check out our
0: website. All the details are there. And that's forward slash Tabletop Twats. Yep. Keep us going. Or smoke signal, morse code, we take it all. You know, somewhere, carrier pigeon. Yeah, that'll do.
1: <clears throat> and yeah, please do get in touch um, because obviously we uh, uh, we value people when they like us. No, we need it. We'll be honest. We no, do we're need. need it. It. We actually we're really need
0: needy. Needy, needy needy guys. And let's not forget, right? We still would like to receive anyone's stories or tales or whatever. Yeah, we have we, we do tend to um, when we find the time to. Apologies if we're slacking in this department, but when we find the time to, we will eventually release it as bonus content. You know, we'll do a, a nice like read through. Of, of an actual play, if you decide to sort of write it up to us or a story, whatever. Totally.
2: Well,
1: the penguins have made it and they're going up against the Golden Knight.
0: That brings us
3: to the end of an episode. It does. And as a result, then I need to give you something, you know. To um, you know, to, to, to brain
1: to, food, yeah,
3: something to think about to, towards the uh, towards the next episode. But this time, I'm just going to give you a bit of wisdom, okay? Because you know? I'm quite a wise guy. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah Wise yeah, yeah. beyond my years. Sagey. I'm, I'm only I'm only 29 years old. Old soul. I don't know if you know that, but yeah, I've got an old soul. <laughs> Your I've
0: got soul an old, is old. It's so old. It's, it's, it's disgusting. So, old. It's so wrinkly soul. <laughs> and
3: yet, and yet, it's a wrinkly soul. Decrepit old soul. And so, I'm going to give you some. Um, uh, some some really sage wisdom just to think about and to 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 like help you get through your life before the next episode comes out and that is going to be don't lower the bar too low or it's going to be very hard
1: to limbo. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> that's a, that's great. I like that. That's quite deep.
0: That's quite deep.
2: Oh
1: dear. Oh, but that leaves us with one thing to be said.
3: One thing that connects us all. If you really think about it, you know, we are just actually one being. Despite being many beings... We are actually just one person, you know, really, if you think about falls. it. And if we all just concentrate and go into a big fucking field and meditate, a then field. we can just be one fucking thing, right? And then you'll realise there is one central principle that connects us all, and that central principle is the following thing, which is thusly. right, do, now. Chicken
1: McBosh! Hey! Whee!
3: Bring it on, motherfucker! Off to
1: Nivcon. Oh, what? What was
2: that shit? What sh- was that? <laughs> <laughs> it worked! <laughs> We're here! We got transported to a virtual convention. <laughs>
3: Yo, what's up, motherfuckers? It's just your boy Harrison coming here at the end. We don't, we never figured out what that weird space noise was, but uh, who cares? It doesn't matter. Some things were, some things were left to be unanswered, you know. Uh, but here's the dizzle. In this episode, uh, during the bit where we were talking about Solomon Kane, and I was reading a little extract from the Solomon Kane novels at the beginning in the chat, there was some cool music playing. You would have noticed, and it would have sounded a little something like this. And that music, it belongs to a, uh, a person, a mysterious person, who I'm not going to identify, but he is known as Diorque Wegg. And this guy, he makes some dark fucking music that is awesome and will go well if you play RPGs. Put it on when you're playing horror games. This is basically the soundtrack to our Solomon Kane games. And the reason I wanted to use it during this episode is because we put this on every game that we play and it always gets us in the mood. For dancing <laughs> hey no it gets us in the mood for playing horrific role-playing games so um, I don't mean horrific like bad I mean horrific like there's werewolves in it and shit and, and ooze and ghosts so um, I'm gonna put a link to this guy's bandcamp page in the uh, description of the episode so make sure you go and check it out because if you don't uh, I know where you live okay all right So, watch out, okay? Because I'm pretty dangerous. Uh, Disclaimer, that is a joke. Goodbye.